The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. He really is a mellow fellow, Carmelo Anthony. Apparently on the move, but who the hell wants him? And why would you take him, Carmelo Anthony? It's really the booby prize of the NBA offseason. Someone's going to end up with him, but who? Welcome in the beginning of another hour and another show. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Well, it does not end. It does not end. The NBA 
speculation uh, getting cranked up, even the holidays a couple days away. And Well, who, who are we kidding? The holidays really right here. Most people aren't working on Monday. Uh, well, most regular people aren't working on Monday. But the story, which is going around, a report that we've heard here that Carmelo Anthony will waive his no-trade clause to get out of New York and he wants to play for two teams, either the Cleveland Cadavers or the Houston Rockets. One of those two teams Carmelo Anthony wants to play for. Now, neither one makes any sense, and I'll tell you why. First of all, Cleveland, right? Cleveland, uh, Carmelo Anthony and LeBron James, I guess they're BFF if you go way back in the hot tub time machine to when they were playing AAU basketball and navigating their way up to the uh, the NBA game. They, they're familiar with each other. They've, they've gone back a number of years, uh, Melo and LeBron. The issue is how they will work together, shall we say. This does not seem like a good fit. Nobody seems to work together with Carmelo Anthony. And the one I laughed at was the Rockets. Now, that that's funny. That that is some that is some pure comedy. You know who currently is the coach of the Rockets, Mike D'Antoni. Do you know why Mike D'Antoni is not coaching the Knicks anymore? Not that he just sucked. Mike D'Antoni quit because of Carmelo Anthony. And now we're supposed to believe that Carmelo Anthony wants to go play for the Rockets to play for Mike D'Antoni? Does anyone do any fact checking before they make these things up? They just throw stuff against the wall? You remember, I think it was last year. Dan, now, D'Antoni was with the Knicks years ago, but he resigned. This is about five five years ago or so. D'Antoni resigned as coach of the Knicks. And at the time, there were many people saying it was because of Carmelo Anthony. But it wasn't until last year that Mike D'Antoni admitted he went on the record and explained in an interview he came clean. Mike D'Antoni said, I quit as coach of the Knicks. Because of that guy, Carmelo Anthony. And now we're supposed to believe we're all going to be lemmings because we love the rumor that Melo and D'Antoni are going to work together. And by the way, if you're going to get rid of Melo, this is the thing that Phil Jackson wanted. Why get rid of Phil Jackson? It it makes no sense. Phil Jackson went, he said, listen, I got to get rid of this guy. I got to get rid of Carmelo. He is poison in the locker room. And James Dolan's like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not getting rid of him. I'm not paying him out. Uh, I'm going to keep him on the team for now. And I'm going to get rid of you because I'll save $30 million by getting rid of you compared to how much I have to pay Carmelo Anthony. And and here we are, what, a, a week later, less than a week later, and now the, the narrative has changed. And 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 we're supposed to believe that, that Carmelo Anthony is going to waive his no-trade clause. And that someone's willing to trade something to get this guy. I don't get it. I don't understand. Maybe you do. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Now, meanwhile, uh, the weekend got off to a rousing start in NBA free agency and transactions with Blake Griffin and Paul George in the headlines. And Blake Griffin, much to the dismay of many people, many people that work on this show that were so hopeful of a show with Blake Griffin leaving the Clippers. Boy, there's some sour pusses here today. Very upset. 
that the great Blake Griffin, who could have gone anywhere, half the NBA teams wanted to offer him max contracts, and he said, you know, I want to be a Clipper. I'm going to stay with the Clippers. And so Blake Griffin re-upped with the Clippers. And Paul George was given to Oklahoma City in a lopsided trade as Indiana said, okay, we'll get you back. You stuck it to us. We will stick the screw to you. So I wanted to talk about those two transactions, which got the weekend started. And it was off our watch. We were not doing live original radio at that particular point because it was our weekend. So I want to get into this. Now, the, the question regarding those two transactions, which of the headline-grabbing moves, the Paul George to Oklahoma and Blake Griffin to the Clippers, is going to have a bigger impact? And this is not even close. Blake Griffin going to the Clippers is the one that's going to have a bigger impact. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll explain this to you. Number one, Paul George is not going to move the needle in Oklahoma City. I hear a lot of dopey media types trying to prop up Oklahoma City. And these people never learn their lesson. Uh, Indiana did decide to punish Paul George. They did. They took pennies on the dollar. If you look at the talent marketplace, and if you believe what had been thrown out, that that is accurate, that that is not just made up, in the, the trade of talent, the flea market of talent, this is a debacle. And Paul George has been sentenced to 365 days of basketball confinement. He's doomed to play alongside the singular, most stat-stuffing, obsessed player in NBA history. It's not going to work. It didn't work with Durant. It ain't going to work now. Don't be gullible. Do not buy the hype. Don't do it. Ask Durant what it's like to play with Russell Westbrook. Ask him. Oklahoma City is going to win nothing. They're not going to win anything. Not this season. They they won't even be in the top four in the West. And I keep hearing some blowhards rant uh, poetically about how this team is going to end up a top four team in the West. It's not going to happen. Paul George, here's what's going to play out. He'll grow frustrated with Russell Westbrook. They'll say all the right things at the start, and they'll – have some nice moments early on, but eventually the same thing will happen to Paul George that happened to Kevin Durant and to everyone else that's been associated with Russell Westbrook. He'll grow tired of it. He will not want to be compliant, Paul George, with Russell Westbrook and his hero ball late in games. It is not going to help the reputation here. It's not going to help Paul George, and it's not going to, it's not going to enhance Russell Westbrook either, although he seems to be bulletproof at this point. Uh, it is bad all the way around. We are looking. Now, listen, not, it's not bad from our perspective because we like the the drama, and we're going to get a situation with these two guys where once frustration settles in, and the idea that Paul George is not going to stay with the Thunder is a reality, then you're looking at a flashpoint, right? Great for talk radio. It's wonderful. Uh, it's not conducive to quality basketball, but it's conducive to great talk radio, which we like. And then the second here, Blake Griffin going to be the centerpiece of the Clippers. I got a lot of email, as you might imagine, when this went down, and I didn't write back to anybody because I saved it for the show. Uh, and the decision to stay, get $173 million, is a gigantic kick in the nuts to you who had written the Clippers' obit 
I, I'm sorry. You got to do a rewrite on that. Jerry West yet again has has done a remarkable thing, and he's not even done moving mountains. And the Clippers have a much better roster today than they did at the end of the regular season. And Blake Griffin is in the center of that universe, and things are revolving around Blake Griffin. You build around that player. You had three key rotation players from the Rockets highlighted by all-NBA first-team defensive bulldog Patrick Beverly, and you unload an aging and fragile Chris Paul in that transaction. This is a promising roster, and there's going to be more adjustments made. There's already speculation about another big move the Clippers are going to make here in the next couple of days, uh, which is not yet complete, but it's heading towards that direction. So the bottom line, the Clippers have been able to retool their roster on the fly. Blake Griffin should absolutely flourish now that he's the center of this and everything will revolve around him. And if you look at the landscape in the West, very congested, in the middle, at the top, it's not. Right? Now, are the Clippers still a playoff team? Absolutely they're a playoff team. And if you look at the West, you still got Golden State here and everyone else is a zillion zillion yards behind the Golden State Warriors. But if you look at the top teams in the West, the teams that are actually going to be in the playoffs, you've got the Warriors, the Spurs, the Timberwolves, the Rockets, the Clippers, the Thunder, the Blazers, and then the last spot will be some combination of the Pelicans, possibly Memphis. They always win right around the number to get in the playoffs. Uh, Utah will not be a playoff team. Gordon Hayward will not come back, so they'll be out. And then you've got the bottom feeders in the West, the Lakers, the Suns, the Nuggets, the Kings, those type of teams. But So the, the playoff, at this point, those are the eight teams. The Warriors, Spurs, Wolves, Rockets, Clippers, Thunder, Blazers, and either the Pelicans or the Grizzlies that will get in, depending on what happens here in the next couple of weeks. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox, as is the usual protocol. Uh, Eddie Garcia, corporate Eddie, is not here. Uh, he, every holiday, Eddie's out. Oh, that's a day off for me. God forbid he works on a holiday, uh, which uh, this is a company holiday, although technically the federal holiday is not until tomorrow, but in his place... Not Ralph Irvin. We've got Gascon, David Gascon, who's in for Eddie and has no stupid sound effect to play. We have a sound effect for you, David? No? Uh, I don't think so. That's Commander David Gascon from the Los Angeles Police Department. There you go. That's the only one we got. That's it. I, I have one. I, I just don't, don't want to get the. I don't want to get the night started off on the wrong foot. I was uh, I was shocked to see Danny was so happy that I was here in the building. It was uh, it was nice to see, nice to experience well, we, that kind of. We were just happy in. that anyone was here because usually when there's a holiday, just put tape on. That's no what I heard. Here. Tape recorded yeah. updates at this time, right? Yeah. Live on tape from three hours ago. That's usually what we get. Now, Ben, see, since I'm in here in the building, I yeah. know that you and Coop have gone back and forth throughout the last couple of years on bets. Uh-huh. And with your opening monologue, I'd like to offer a, a bet to you for this upcoming NBA season. Well, what do you want to wager? Because I, I tried to get Coop to bet me last week. He, I offered him a $100 wager. <laughs> he would not do it. He has no confidence in his Lakers. And I, I attempted. He, he would not take the bait. I thought it was a pretty good offer. And in that time, Blake Griffin was a free agent, and there was no guarantee he was going back to the Clippers. He would not accept the bait. So let's up the ante a little bit. Let's do it for yeah. 500 Lakers will have a better record at the end of the season compared to the Los Angeles Clippers. 
Oh, five hundred on it. Me? The, five hundred like, on it. You want to bet five hundred? Why not a thousand? Why stop at five hundred? Why not a thousand? Let's do a thousand. You want to do a thousand dollars? Do a thousand dollars. So a thousand dollars that the Clippers will win more games than the Lakers. Yes. Oh, that's, I, I want to steal your money. Why? Why don't we do two thousand? How about that? Why stop at a thousand? Why don't we do two thousand? See now, now what he does, Dave, is he keeps raising it to a ridiculous amount so <laughs> no, that no, 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 the bet no, never no, actually no. happens. No, if I, why? That's why would I settle for five hundred if I get a thousand or two thousand? Well, the reason why is because you get your tail handed to you in, in Vegas just last week. So what I'm trying to do is yeah. help you a little bit. You're trying to help me out. Listen, I, I know your wallet's a little light right about now. That. that was a donation. There's a Church of Las Vegas that I donated <laughs> to. It's a nonprofit operation. And uh, everything's a tax tax deductible write off. It's all good there. Oh, it's very it's profitable. The, it's for the people, the people that work at those casinos. They're doing God's work, Eddie. God's work is what hey, I called you, Eddie. I just what? called you Eddie by the yes, God. But God forbid me call you Eddie because uh, he's never works on a holiday. It's a bad job by me. How about ten thousand? You want to bet ten grand? Let's bet ten G's. The Clippers will win more games than the Lakers. I can't do that right now. Why not? It's a not fair wa- bet. Come on, Gascon. We, we never we wager that kind of money. You don't wager that kind of money? Why no. not? That's all right. Every once in a while, let it roll a little bit. I think the largest I've ever gone with is about 2700 in Vegas. You don't go to the high-limit slots? You don't do that? No. Do you play slots in Vegas? No. My wife does. Well, she's smart. That's no, why. No, she's a sucker. No, but That's she likes... a sucker play. And there's no such thing as a penny slot. Every You bet 40 cents every time. It's not a penny. But listen, no one bets a penny. It's a lie. But does she drink? Is she a beer or a liquor drinker? Well, she, every once in a while, she'll partake in a little alcoholic beverage right, from time so, to time. I mean, you're getting, what, a 3 or $4 beer in Vegas? No, you're you got a tip. Couple... You got to tip the whole thing. Listen, Everything's if... expensive now in Vegas. It's a ripoff. It's a damn ripoff. It used to be cheap. It's not cheap anymore. It's a ripoff. Well, with the coin that you make, why do you care? Well, I don't care, but I'm worried about the common man. Mm-hmm. Yes, God. So why are you trying about. to gouge me for two thousand dollars? Why bet? not two thousand? I would like to get. Listen, I, I start I, I off at five hundred. You could have accepted the five hundred dollar bet. I I want to up the ante. I'm that confident in the Clippers. Mm. The Clippers are going to be in the Western Finals. How about that? No, they won't even be the, the top Western eight. The Western Finals. Clippers Warriors Western Finals. That's what you said last off. Blake Griffin's <laughs> revenge, and Chris Paul will have a cast on watching on TV from Houston. While the Clippers yep. fly high. And Gandhi will be in attendance it's watching. It's a beautiful thing. With a shirt on, right? But we, Pioneer. We'd like to report to all our affiliates that Danny G has recovered from the Clipper flu that he had last week. Yeah, you were he calling it a, you were calling it a Chris Paul flu. You were sad. You were sad. You <laughs> yeah, were disappointed. Yeah, right. You were upset. Chris this Paul was that, that, you. Chris Paul leaving was the medicine I needed to get better. Oh, Chris Paul leaving is devastating. The Clippers kept the right guy. They did the right thing. You keep the he's younger never, player. He's never you get on the rid court, of the older man. player. Neither is Chris Paul. You get rid of Chris Paul. He's got more mileage on him. You say goodbye to him. You keep the younger guy. Good job by everyone involved. Solid move by ben, the Clips. Ben, can I give you a quick update? No, I get two I text messages that say I'll join in on that 1K bet with you. Oh, yeah, because all right, let's get Listen. everyone pulled in on this, okay? I'm down. I want to take every Laker historian's money. I want to take your money. I want to take your money. I want to take your money. And I want to take your money. I want everyone's money. I want all your money. Put it in a big pile on the table, and I will come over there, and I will grab all of the money, and I will have a big party. It'll be wonderful. Can you imagine what Coop will do with all those rolled-up $100 bills? <laughs> all right. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to be part, give us a buzz. You know the number. I do not give out the number. Uh, that's a new thing. I started a few weeks ago, and it's gone pretty well. But it, we'd love to have you if you want to get part, be part of it. This beginning of the show 
is the best time to get in. And also our Facebook page, Ben Maller Show, and on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. Grandpa in the building. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. And now here he is, Ben Maller. I might have to learn how to speak Italian if Danilo Gattinari ends up with clips. Could happen. According to Woj, could happen. Other people also pointing out that the Clippers will make another addition this week. It is the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. This is a live radio show. We're doing it live. And we'll be here all week. No days off. Don't mess with me. I'm in my happy space. No ah! days off. That's our philosophy. Well, my I can't speak for everyone here because some people who work I work with believe in days off, company days off. That's uh, so. Again, that's a personal belief. I follow the Belichick teaching. Other people do not follow that. Uh, they uh, they do not. Right, I can't read that one on the air. Uh, Ernie in Michigan says, Ben, you are an inspiration to us militia for your dedication working the holidays like us common men do. God bless you and God bless America. No days this is actually one of the biggest fallacies in, in sports radio. What are, you, what are you talking about? It's phony. You, How is it phony? Because you go by your, your no days off, your, you work yeah. on the holidays with the common That's man. That's right. That's but really you just correct. end up taking all two and a half weeks at once at the end of the year. That's not true at all. So in fact, it, it last all year, evens out in the end. Look, see this Gascon, a very supportive producer, Justin Cooper, uh, who looks out for the host, makes sure the host sounds good. Grooming you, yes. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. Putting me on a pedestal, the people I work with here. They love me so much. I'm so happy to come in here on a holiday to hear that. I look that out is for... So, that is such a nice thing from Justin Cooper. And you'll be happy to know, Cooper, I know you don't realize this, but I actually didn't even use all of my time off last year. I had more time off I could have taken. I didn't use it. I lost it, Coop. So explain that to me here. Because I know my wife yells at me over that, but I'd like you to explain to me uh, your thoughts on that, Coop. Go ahead. I think that's ridiculous. You think that's, you know, that's I, you think throwing that, away no. money. You're just no, it's not throwing away money. money. It's a lo- called loving what you do. It's called loving your job, Coop. That's what it is. You come in here, you get to yap and, and set people straight like yourself. Okay? And I, I am loving the reaction of these Laker historians. Oh, this is this is the other biggest fallacy in, in sports radio. Every time some sort of Clippers news happens, you think that we're all up and, oh, yeah. no, but well, you, both, you, both took, you both took days like, off like because you were care. devastated. You, you guys can can't handle my this. voice how sick I still am. Oh, you were it not had nothing sick to do with the Clippers. You sound healthy as I don't care that they got rid of Chris oh, Paul please. or that they kept Blake Griffin. It's all irrelevant. It just is not like irrelevant. Listen, the Clippers matter. They matter. They matter to you, they matter to you, and they matter to you. All of you people. They don't matter to anybody. And they matter to Dendillo Gallinari, who could be the latest Clipper edition. What a great pickup that would be. Who? Danilo Gallinari. Never heard of him. I don't know why the Nuggets would let him go. It's a bad job by them. And Rudy Gay, also in the mix. 
could get Rudy Gay. Get your gay guy in here. That'd be good. Be solid for the NBA. All right, uh, let's uh, say hello to Real Talk, who's in New York City, the caller of the year on the Ben Maller Show, and he is on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Real Talk. Hey, one eight seven ninety nine on Fox, O-N-F-O-X on Fox, one eight seven seven ninety nine on Do you want me to dump that, Ben? Yeah, you know, make sure that doesn't get on the air. We don't want that on the air. What happened? What happened? Ladies and gentlemen, live from New York City, where everyone else gets out of town. None of the locals stay in the city on the 4th of July break, but he's keeping it real, as in real talk. Right there, there he is. That's how a call of the year sounds. Yeah, yeah. It's the beginning of the week. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, yeah. Come on, yeah. We're into the Lions' den. No, that's Maller's den. That's where we are. Maller's den. (laughs) What's up there, my dude? I'm just trying to set these people straight. Real talk. I work with people that do not. uh, They do not see the light. They have not had a moment of uh, realism in their life like I have. Ben, Justin Cooper is shot out of a cannon. I love it. It's, everyone's just going right at you, Ben, and you're hitting them right back just as hard. I love it, dude. Well, there's uncalled for, uh, and I will be contacting HR when they come back mm-hmm, in two weeks mm-hmm. from their vacations. I will You're doing the right thing. Hey, Ben, see, I was thinking about something because uh, we've, been, we've been talking about this Conor McGregor and Mayweather fight, and I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. You're saying it's a done deal. And it's a wrap. But I was thinking this weekend, because then there was a time that there was a man who never held one seat of public office, and he, he, he ran for president against a person who planned her whole political life for that particular position. This woman has worked her whole life, poli-sci major, her husband was a president, and it looked like a done deal the month before he was supposed to be president or the, the election he was actually in a scandal when he was grabbing women by the crotch. And at the end of the day, he rose his arm up as our president of the United States. You know what that means, Ben? Uh, nothing. Uh, nothing at all to Floyd Mayweather. It means this, Ben. Sometimes it's just words, folks. Impossible is probable. Sometimes no, no, no. Totally two, they're more. two separate animals. They're two separate things here. Boxing and politics are totally separate you can't compare those two things. They don't go together. Now, I will, I, will, I will rant later about Real Talk, what happened on Saturday night in Australia with Manny Pacquiao and his, oh, uh, his life. Now, that, that should scare Floyd Mayweather more than mm-hmm. Donald, Donald mm-hmm. Trump winning the presidency. If I'm Floyd Mayweather, I have to reconsider my fight strategy because uh, you, 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 we'll get into it uh, later on, but th- that should scare the crap out of you because Pacquiao won that fight and still lost the fight. So that, that's got to F with your mind if you're Floyd Mayweather, a boxer that generally plays it out and does not knock people out and, and lets the judges decide the fight. That ought to freak Mayweather exactly. out. Exactly. Hey, Ben, before I head out, I just want to say, you, you know my cousin Andrew Dice talked last week, and it was a complete hatchet job. I want to apologize on his <laughs> behalf if you, if you hurt anyone's feelings. And it was not his right yeah. to tell the world Eddie Garcia's secrets. It's Eddie's right to tell the world how he really is 
and let the world know his authentic self and not to be dragged out into the light. <laughs> right. So I want to apologize yes. for it. All right? right, thank you. All right, there and you say, go. keep yeah. doing your yeah. thing. Love right. yourself. There you go. Happy, and that's uh, what we are for that ass. Boom, boom, boom. Boom. There he goes. Real talk. Where he goes, no one knows. We will get to Grandpa in the building. Grandpa in the building. We'll get to that in 60 seconds. No long commercial break, but first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join on in the circle. It's easy to do. Follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can also follow me. I'm at David J. Gascon. And now here he is. That dog's licked that whole thing. Ben Maller. Did you see this story over the weekend? A 61-year-old grandpa trying to play in the NBA. He wants to be part of the NBA Summer Pro League in Vegas. Now, I saw this story. I was in Vegas over the weekend. The story's everywhere now. But I saw the story, and I thought, this looks like a Saturday Night Live video. Like, this this seems like a parody, but it's not. And this guy, is, uh, his name is Calvin Roberts. He's, uh, he's almost 40 years older than the oldest player uh, drafted in the, the NBA draft this year. He's 21 years older than the NBA's oldest player, 61 years old, and the story is he would love for a chance to make it in the NBA Summer Pro League. He was actually drafted in 1980 by the San Antonio Spurs, and uh, this video's gone around. A TV station in Vegas picked up the story. It's gone, I think it was on Good Morning America and some other uh, outlets over the weekend picked it up. And I, I thought it was fake. I still think it, it's kind of bogus. It seems ridiculous, like it's a TV reality show or something like that, a 61-year-old guy trying to make it. But let's assume that it's true just as we talk about it, right? He's, the guy says he's refusing to give up his dream. Uh, should maybe occasionally in life learn to give up on your dream. I think Death it's... stalks you at every turn. <laughs> I believe it is important to realize at some point, yeah, your dreams aren't going to happen. Uh, suck it up, buttercup, and become an adult and uh, don't do it. But this guy wants to play in the NBA Summer Pro League. So it got me thinking. And I would give this guy a chance. If I'm the NBA, I want him to play in the Summer Pro League and fulfill his dream. Why? Because every one of these NBA games in the Summer Pro League is going to be broadcast either on local TV for teams or on national television, the state-run NBA broadcast channel, or the four letters going to be broadcasting every one of these games. And so I want this guy to be out there. Think of this as a novelty act, marketing gimmick, and much like the general manager or the senior executive of the Mets, Sandy Alderson, said regarding Tim Tebow, and the, the Mets finally came clean on why Tim Tebow is in their minor league system, uh, Sandy Alderson said this is the entertainment business. And so the same argument could be made in the NBA, and what harm is it going to do if an NBA team puts a 61-year-old dude at the end of their bench and lets him play two minutes in a summer pro league game in Vegas? It would be a ratings bonanza. First of all, you'd have every old dude watching, right? And then you'd have young people watching to mock and to goof on the old guy. This has Disney-type movie uh, made, uh, right? The old guy, and uh, he comes back to play in the summer pro league. He plays five minutes. He lives his dream, and uh, they can 
touch it up in Hollywood, do some enhancements with the script and the outline of the movie. But it, we've seen this kind of thing in baseball. Remember that picture for the Tampa Bay Rays? Uh, the, uh, the Disney made a movie about it. The, yeah, the, the rookie. The rookie. Uh, so we could see this a similar thing in the NBA. I am, uh, I am all for it. Why not? It's a good sideshow. Let's do it. All right, it's Ben Mather's show on Fox. If you would like to be part, you know the number. We go right now to, let's say hello to Tammy in Montana, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello. Hey, where are the white women at? Tammy, Montana. Hello, Tammy. Hey, Ben. You know I love you. However, I think it's official that your balls have been washed off because David has got some big balls by offering that bet and i really think you should take it however i think maybe you know if you need something to sweeten the pot i would be willing to throw in to the winner a tammy and montana visit to la and dinner out well hold, hold on a second this uh <laughs> danny was playing stupid sound effects i did not hear the end i know i'm like i'm not the ass kisser <laughs> I, I don't know what that was all about so you you're saying a Tammy and Montana visit to Los Angeles, and, and, and what are the conditions on that? I would take whoever wins that bet between big baller David and Ben yeah. out for dinner. Hmm. Well, that's a very, uh, very tempting uh, offer, as you know, but, uh, and I would win the bet. I have no doubt about that. <laughs> uh, I want to get the full amount, though, Tammy. I want to get the oh. full amount because if – Gascon is going to be a sucker and make that bet. I want to take him for everything he's worth. I want to get every dollar. I want to, I want to get every dollar out of his wallet is what I want to do. I want to, I want to get his well, bank account. <laughs> well, and I also want to challenge Real Talk. Um, I do love his duets. That is the best part of Real Talk. And I think Real Talk should make a bet with you about the Clippers, and that would be part of the uh, winning uh, part there, you would have to do a duet with him. So well, I'm, a, I'm a trained singer. I had, as uh-huh. you know, Tammy. Before I got into radio, I worked the opera scene, <laughs> and I, oh. I, I was on a traveling opera, and we went around. It was a lot of fun, and we were in trains, planes, and automobiles, and it was a was a great experience in my life that I don't often talk about. I'm a little embarrassed by it. Well, you have a wonderful voice, yeah. so I'm sure you sounded swell. <laughs> oh, thank you. All right, Tammy. Very good. Thanks, thank ben. you. Oh, there she goes, the Tammy in Montana, checking in. It wasn't because she was kissing butt. She was offering to wine and dine one of you, like wow. with an intimacy kit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. There's a, another Carmelo Anthony-related scandal uh, that is uh, that is out there. Now, Carmelo Anthony, there's a there's a video that he apparently uh, put on, I guess, on social media, and it shows him working out at 2 in the morning. Have you seen this? Gascon, have you seen this Carmelo Anthony 2 a.m. workout video? You know what I'm talking about? He's shaking his head no. He has not seen it. Okay, he has not seen it. So, uh, apparently, in New York, uh, Carmelo Anthony there, tr- back in the city, spends time in Los Angeles and in different places. But Does he look ripped? He's wearing like a like a hoodie. He's got like a, a hoodie. He don't look very ripped to me. And he no, look he, like I don't think he ever has. You know, he's always been just kind of a lanky b-ball dude. He's he's never quite got that cut look to him. Yeah, it's it's pretty amusing. He was in the uh, the Chelsea area of Manhattan at a astroturf soccer field in the middle of the city, and he was you know, running around. He ran forward. He ran to the side. He ran back. The whole thing. 
He wasn't playing basketball. He was just working out in New York. And so I bring this up because the conspiracy regarding this video is from the Orlando Summer League, which is underway. The New York Knicks are participating in that, and their new general manager, who's the in charge of everything, Steve Mills, now that Phil Jackson is out, uh, Steve Mills is in charge. He's trying to figure out who can make it out of the Summer League and who can't make it. Well, NBA TV is broadcasting many of these games, and they caught Mills, the GM of the Knicks, watching the video of Carmelo Anthony, who uh, you know looks <laughs> looks uh, quite amusing here. And it appears that Mills is laughing hysterically watching Carmelo Anthony work out while he's at this Knicks summer league game. Oh! And it's uh, it's it's pretty good actually. And and I can't blame him. I'm watching the video here, and it's it's pretty amusing that Carmelo. I don't know who's holding the camera. I'm not sure if that's. I guess it's not his wife. Maybe that's his mistress or one of the hoes that he's with. I don't know. But somebody's holding the camera there. He's working out, running around this empty field at two in the morning. And there's like a few taxis that are that are driving by. It's pretty. It's pretty amusing. It's pretty good. All right. So Ben Maller's show on Fox. I'm sure that will help the Rockets. Mike D'Antoni's like, well, I quit the Knicks because of Carmelo, but he's working out at 2 in the morning, so now I want to bring him into Houston. That'll save everything. My job will be saved if Carmelo can come into Houston. Now Now that he's working out at 2 in the morning, I'm convinced that that's what I need on my team. Faux drizzle. For sure, right? Yeah. All right, time now for the Who Am I game. This is where we pretend to be somebody else, thus we call it the Who Am I game. And it will do baseball. Do baseball. I am a retired ball player. I retired less than 40 home runs away from 500. I was nicknamed after a domesticated member of the horse family. And I am currently coaching youth baseball. I've also spent a lot of time since I left baseball fishing. Who am I? Known as the most unique show on sports radio, the Ben Maller Show Facebook page is a must-visit destination on the social network. Like our page at Ben Maller Show on Facebook. And now back to Ben Maller. Well, the MLB Pick'em coming up in a moment, but first, the Who Am I game. I retired less than 40 home runs away from 500. I was nicknamed after a domesticated member of the horse family when I played. I'm currently coaching youth baseball, and I have a lot of love for fishing. Who am I? That's the question. What's the answer? Mike from the LBC, clearly cheating, got it right. Bad job by you. Dave Kingman, guest by Gary. Captain Cliches going Willie Stargell. Big Baller Frank says Pat Tabler. Is the answer. Fred McGriff, the crime dog, guessed by Patrick. Let's see here. Uh, Steven's going with uh, Johnny Dickshot, the left fielder, uh, an outfielder back in the 1930s. That is uh, incorrect. Uh, who else? Hacksaw McGraw, guessed by Nelson. Nick Punto from The Rooster. Uh, no. Do you have an answer over there? One Gascon, David Gascon. I do. Is okay. it B.J. Surhoff? The great B.J. Surhoff, uh, no. The correct answer, someone that hit one of the three longest home runs I have ever seen in my life, Adam Dunn. 
nicknamed the Big Donkey. The Big Donkey, Adam Dunn, hit 462 home runs and then walked away from baseball. Said he wasn't having fun anymore. He played 14 years, mostly for the Reds, played with the White Sox, a bunch of other teams. But Adam Dunn is the answer. And he, in batting practice, hit balls consistently out of uh, Dodger Stadium as a visiting player with the Reds and the Nationals and was insane. He's now coaching youth baseball in Texas, and he won a bass fishing tournament. You know, you, you're, in a, you're in a pretty good spot in your life when you're in, not even 40. I think Adam Dunn's in his late 30s still, and he's taking part in bass fishing tournaments. You know things have gone right for you. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Let's go. It is time now for the MLB Pick'em Daily Fantasy Fun. Not everyone's playing on a Monday. Everyone will be playing on the 4th of July, but not the 3rd of July. And we're short on time, Coops, to so just whisper who won, and then we'll get this over with. Any Garcia was the winner, so that means David Gascon yeah. will be going But he's first. a loser because he ain't here right now. He takes days off. Gascon is in the house. Who you got with the first pick, David Gascon? Give me Mike Moustakis. Moustakis is off the board. I will take Aaron Judge of the Yankees. Aaron Judge, the all-star. Kubaloop. Charlie Blackman. Shocking that you would pick him. <laughs> Danny G. Giancarlo Stanton. We know him as Mike. Yeah. And let's hope he stays hot. Mookie Betts. All right, Mookie Betts. He will not. And yes, he will. Kubalu, who you got? Marcelo Zuna. All right, you're going to have him. Joey Votto, the Cincinnati Reds. Back to Gascon. The back-to-back. He's in for Eddie. And we'll go with Salvador Perez. Uh-huh. And we'll go with Eric Hosmer. Oh, you jerk. All right, you're going to have him. I will <laughs> I will take Elvis Andrews of the Rangers. Elvis Andrews of the Rangers. Coop Never heard of him. Who you got, Coop? Andrelton Simmons. Who? <laughs> what, what, teams, what teams do you play for? All right, uh, Danny, who, who you got, Danny? Big Ben, he's warming up for the home run derby. Miguel Sano, don't you know? Don't you know? There it is, the MLB Pick'em, and the all-star voting is in. Now they've got that dopey final uh, final spot on the American and National League All-Star rosters. And uh, there is some, it's on my list, there's some All-Star voting controversy. As a baseball player did the one thing you cannot do as a professional baseball player, rip a fan base. That happened, though. Down goes Pac-Man. That is a glitch in the video game and the fighter. Welcome in the beginning. Of another hour, it's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We're back at it again. This is a live show. This is not the best of. It's a holiday week. Just some weird things going on. Radio-wise, and weird things going on also, wacky, crazy, bizarre sports things like (laughs) boxing. Things have not been going well in Manny Pacquiao's boxing career. Leave that's an understatement. Uh, Saturday night, he lost to a former school teacher. He lost to a well, did he actually lose to the school team? I, I know he walked out of the ring as a loser, but that's where the controversy comes in. The uh, the fight went the distance. 
and you know it wasn't a big fight because it wasn't on pay-per-view, and someone named Jeff Horn, Horny, uh, was the winner. He was Who? A, he was a PE teacher in 2011. This guy was a PE teacher, and he just became the WBO welterweight champion of the world by beating Manny Pacquiao. This again, this this is right here. It's laid up for you. You just do the the outline. That's a movie. You got a movie. That was a PE teacher in 2011, and six years later he beats Pac-Man. It's insane. Now I want to talk about the fact that. I watched the fight. I was in Vegas, and I actually was, I, I was back from Vegas by the time this fight uh, was broadcast. But did he actually lose the fight? It didn't look like it. Now, maybe my TV's messed up, and I, I've been accused of that in the past with some of my hot takes. Uh, the question, if you saw this fight, and it was not a pay-per-view fight. It wasn't that big a deal. What should Floyd Mayweather learn? From the Manny Pacquiao fight. Rather than rehash the Pacquiao fight individually, which we will do some of, to me the story is what happens going forward with someone like Floyd Mayweather and what does he take away from the Manny Manny Pacquiao fight. Uh, And my reaction to that would be don't let the judges decide his fight against Conor McGregor. Don't allow that. And I'll walk you through this. First of all, Manny Pacquiao, in that fight, on which was Saturday our time, uh, it was, I guess, Sunday in, in Australia. It's weird how that works. But Manny Pacquiao accepted the judge's decision publicly. He came out, he accepted everything publicly, and said, okay. And by the book, right? By the book. He said all the right things that you're supposed to say when you lose a fight. Yet, just about every man, woman, and child who watched had a very similar reaction. And the words that were commonly used are the same. I had the same words that you likely had if you watched what I watched. The first word was corruption. The second word is fraud. And the third word is dishonesty. And those are the words that pop up. This guy, Jeff Horn. Now, you can say, well, he was more aggressive. Okay, yeah, he did attempt 50-plus more punches. I think the number was 52 on the punch stats, 52 more punches. And Horn did cause Manny Pacquiao a few problems during the middle rounds. In fact, Pacquiao ended up getting cuts above both of his eyes. That is an accurate statement. That's not factually incorrect. That is accurate. However, it is dishonest to say that this guy, Jeff Horn, was the better boxer. He was not. Nevertheless, the optics mattered to the judges. Now, how do you score a fight? You're supposed to score a fight every round individually on that round. You add it all up at the end of the fight. Some judges, though, it would appear, wait until the fight's over, and they're like, all right, who's got more cuts? Who's got – let me look at the the punch stats. Who threw more punches? That's going to be the guy that wins. It was very dishonest, again, to say that this guy was the better fighter. The, the, The judges, it would appear, at least one of them in particular, saw the cuts, and they gave Horn an edge in that area. It's not like Horn walked out of the ring not needing an ice pack and a bed to lay down on. It's not like that at all. And in no way was this guy Horn the more effective fighter. The punch stats do not paint the entire picture, but they give you a pretty good mosaic of what you saw. The numbers indicated that Manny Pacquiao landed. Do you know how many more punches he landed? 90! He landed 90 more punches. Damn!
And I'm not talking about little jabs. I'm talking about power punches. Power punches. You know, sometimes you see the, the punch stats and you're like, okay, but those weren't really effective. They didn't cause any damage. Those were, yeah, technically they're punches, but come on. That's not that big a deal. Manny Pacquiao ended up connecting on 123 power punches. Jeff Horn, the guy that won the fight, had 50 less connections on the power punches. It is fraud-like that he didn't get at least one of the judges to vote Pac-Man the winner. He Again, 90 more punches connected, 50 more power punches, and somehow all three judges gave the fight to this guy Horn. Jeff Horn is his name. One even going as, as far as to say it wasn't even close. 117 to 111 in favor of the other guy, not Pac-Man. Now, seemingly based on the eyeball test, the only thing I can consider here is because of the cuts above Pac-Man's eyes, that that is why that judge saw the fight the way that they saw the fight. Either that or they weren't watching. Maybe they were playing games on their phone. Maybe that's Maybe they just had a, a good a good gaming session. They were playing like a first-person shooter game on their phone. They couldn't be distracted by the fight. Uh, anyway, so the, the eyeball test, you can go by that. But the word corruption also applies here. And you've got to think of it this way. It's like watching an NFL game and saying the Cleveland Browns, let's just predict, we'll, we'll just throw a game out. Like the Browns are playing the Steelers, okay? Random NFL. Play every year, twice a year. They're in the same division. Browns are playing the Steelers. Should the Browns get a win because they attempted more passes? Even though they were down by 30 points, should they get the win because they attempted more passes? And the line gets used every time something like this takes place. Well, it's another black eye for boxing. We hear that time and again. Time and again we hear that. In the case of Manny Pacquiao, it was two black eyes because he ended up with the cuts. Jeff Horn's story is going to be the next cornball, cheesy boxing movie. It's going to happen. This guy was a P.E. teacher. As I said, he took up boxing 11 years ago. Why did he take up boxing? Self-defense. He took. He decided, I'm going to get my ass kicked. I need to defend myself, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn how to box. And he got $500,000 for winning this particular fight, which is a lot of money. It's a good amount of money, $500,000. You know how much Manny Pacquiao earned? Over $10 million, and he lost the fight, and he, he walked away with over $10 million. You know what this Pacquiao-Jeff Horn fight was? This fight was like a money game in college football that goes bad. And the gold standard for this is back 10 years ago when Appalachian State took on Michigan in a lid lifter and the mission lost. They were like the number five team in the preseason rankings. Now, Manny Pacquiao is on the downward spiral. We know he's on the downward spiral, his boxing career. These are just paydays, and this fight couldn't even end up on pay-per-view, which is a debacle. And uh, and you know things are not going well for Pac- Pacquiao when there was no audience on the pay-per-view. Now, secondly, I mentioned Floyd Mayweather. The whole start of this diatribe and this filibuster was about Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather should use this as both a reminder and motivation as he trains for Conor McGregor. Uh, Mayweather is known as the the great technical fighter, right, the the man that is better than anyone else of this generation. 
And most of his fights end up in the judges' scorecard. This Pac-Man decision, a world away, right, a world away, the other side of the world, from where Floyd Mayweather is, is a reminder that you can be the bigger name. You can win the punch stats and still end up on the wrong end of a decision. It happens very often in boxing. Now, if I am advising the money team, I get one of those black T-shirts with the MTM, money, the, um, the money team uh, logo on there, the whole thing. Uh, get, get one of those shirts out there with the money team logo. I've got that. Uh, and I use this as motivation. I tell Floyd Mayweather, I say, I, we hear the judges for this fight are all going to be Dana White. It's Dana White and two people that look just like Dana White. They're going to be the judges. And that means that if you do not, do not knock Conor McGregor out, and if you go to the judges' scorecards, they're going to sodomize you. You are not going to win this fight. It is going to be bad for you. Uh, it is in your best interest to knock McGregor out and to not allow the judges to manipulate the outcome. Now, the final word on this, a a good boxer is always supposed to beat a good puncher unless you have corruption, fraud, and dishonesty. If you have those three things, then all of the truisms and all of the sayings that apply to different sporting events, in this case boxing, go out the window. They, they go out the window. They do. Uh, and you cannot be overly shocked that Pacquiao lost. It, it, the fact that he landed more punches and power punches, certainly you, you say, well, that that's ridiculous that he didn't win the fight. But he's 38 now, and he has lost with this decision, although he didn't really lose. But overall, the, the record history will say Pacquiao's lost four of his last nine fights. He's a five and four boxer, his last nine fights. And the fact that this fight was on cable television and not pay per view tells you that the drawing power is winning. Now, this could actually work out to be a net positive for Pac Man. And the assumption being that there'll be a rematch between Jeff Horn and Manny Pacquiao. And that will be on pay per view. There'll be more interest in it because of what happened. In this particular fight. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. No days off. It's a holiday week, which means Eddie's not here. And David Gascon is in the building. He's uh, right over there. Did you watch the Pacquiao fight? I watched the highlights of it. But, man. You did not watch the fight. The odds on him winning, he was plus 450 to win that fight. Yes, I'm aware of that. Man. I didn't didn't bet on either. I didn't bet the fight. Now, did you see the post-op? Photos of him and Pacquiao? I did, although you could probably find Pacquiao was, you know, laying down also. I'm sure he laid down relaxed and had some ice also. You don't think but, he had ice after the fight? No, I saw but I the mean, fo- I know the, the photo you're referring to. There was a photo of Jeff Horn laying in a bed and then Pacquiao smiling with some woman. Okay, well, not there? just him laying down, but Horn looked like he was Rocky from the original Rocky. I mean, his face was just battered and bruised. Yeah. Ah, I, listen, I, he lost the fight. I mean, I... He didn't lose the fight, but he lost the fight. That's what I'm trying to say. Do you ever pay for uh, pay-per-view events like this? I do this? not. I do not pay for – well, that wasn't a pay-per-view. It was no, on I'm ESPN. Saying, oh, I know, but, uh, but yes. like for UFC or no, for a I big – No, I don't do that. No, please. I don't do that. You're not going to do it for uh, 
Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather? Absolutely not. Well, I'm going to. Uh, well, are we going to somebody's yeah, house? Yeah, we're gonna have yeah, a... like your Christmas party every year that I'm not invited <laughs> well, to. You're invited. Well, yeah. it's it's gonna be at Eddie's Casa in San Pedro. Ah, but we like two all miles away from me. we all have to bring twenty five dollars for what? For the because we're he wanted to split the fight. This is just wait, as wait, bad no, as wait, Coop wait. trying to. You didn't get hear him say to... that. Ben? No, no, he never said twenty five. He said you're invited <laughs> he over to watch the fight. No, I'm not paying $25 to watch the fight. I'll come here and watch the fight. I can come here and no, sit down. No, I can no, lay no, down. No, 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 no. I can lay down on the studio table and watch the fight. We, we won't get the fight here. Why are we not going to get the fight here? We, I, when I did the weekend we overnight show. We don't get pay-per-view fights No, they anymore. pay for the fight. No, they don't they pay do for not. the fight anymore. No, yeah, those are the no. old days. <laughs> Listen, I used to come in here and have parties in here. I'd be no. naked watching the fights, no. the big fights back they in the don't. day. It was awesome. Now all the editors come around my phone, so I'll watch it on Periscope. That's what we do now since we've been cut off for Really? Yes. They cut off? The company's not doing that well? They cut off the pay-per-view fights? Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Well, that sucks. But well, I'll just could... stay home in my underwear and watch it on an illegal Russian website. <laughs> That's what I'll do. I'll get the international feed on the fight. I'm down to go to Eddie's, though. Actually, I won't do that. It's illegal. I'll go to my friend's house and do it at his house, and I will, I will watch the fight there. That's cheap. That's bo- See, Eddie wants 25 bucks from all of us, if that's accurate, what Danny said. Why don't you just bring some food? I don't bring food. Why would I bring food? So you can I'm eat and watch the fight. So what? Guest doesn't bring food. Of course you do. You've got to no, bring something to the party. No, nah, you bring a bottle of booze or something like that. That's what you bring. Okay, so well, everyone, I, I have party every year. We have a party. People just bring really? booze. Yes, I I wouldn't experience. That I don't either. like you. That's why I don't invite. What? You. I hate you. <laughs> if I wanted you at the party, I would invite you. I remember I, that. I, I used to invite Coop. I start, He's off my list now. All right, so Ben Maller show on Fox. If you would like to be part, you can join us. You know the number. You know the number. What do you think about all this Pacquiao fallout from the fight? On Saturday, it doesn't even matter. Pacquiao's a washed-up boxer at this point. Yeah, he should have won the fight. Ben, even the celebration from Jeff Horn in his corner I know. was a loser. So, did you see him yeah, trying? Yeah, they were yeah, trying yeah. to pick him up by one leg. Everyone was shocked. They were like, "What the?" The people in the crowd were like, "What the heck was that?" They couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was so bad. Right. Uh, ben Maller show on Fox. We'll take your phone calls. Also on Twitter at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. Is it going to be the old fadeaway? We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the charm circle, and it's easy to do. You can follow Ben. He's on Twitter, at Ben Maller. And also our great crew, technical director, Danny G, is at Danny G Radio. Never go in against a Sicilian. And our executive producer, Justin Cooper, is at UH Bronco Fan. I <laughs> wish I could pull off those suits. And now here he is, Ben Maller. Well, I have Maller to the third degree coming up in a couple minutes. Is it going to be the old fade away? Well, Manny Pacquiao has lost four of his last nine fights. Freddie Roach, the longtime boxing trainer, was there with the, the ringman with the Manny Pacquiao over the weekend. Freddie Roach said he might push Manny Pacquiao to retire. He also said, Freddie Roach, that the judge should be investigated. The 117-111 judge should be investigated, according to, to Freddie Roach. Chances that Manny Pacquiao retires. Chances that he retires. I'm going to go zero. If Manny Pacquiao was going to retire after losing a fight, it would not be this fight because he actually was the better fighter. 
He landed 90 more punches. He had more power punches, 50 more power punches. You walk away from boxing after you have been put into submission, and you are the one that is the tomato can, not the other way around. So, if anything, this will motivate Manny Pacquiao to come back and fight this guy Horn again because now you have a pay-per-view audience. One of the reasons this fight took place in the uh, the park there in Brisbane, Australia, was because they knew they could get 50,000 people. There were 51,000 people that watched this particular fight. And Pacquiao got a share of the gate. He had the pay-per-view in the Philippines. He got $10 million out of this. Uh, now, Jeff Horn, the guy that was the winner from Australia, was asked about the controversy. He said there's always going to be the backlash where people are going to say, I was lucky or whatever, he said. And uh, there's always naysayers saying, I didn't win the fight. I think I won the fight. And then Horn continues. Says, uh, we have audio. All right, here's a Horn in his own words here, the guy that had 90 less punches connected, but yet somehow won the fight on points. Here is a Horn talking about the, the outcome. So I'm going to take for granted you're an honest guy. And I'm going to ask you, do you feel after that ninth round, a very difficult round, after that round where it was almost stopped, I mean, you heard the words of the ref. He said, I'm going to stop this fight if you don't do something. And your own corner told you that. Do you really think that you were winning that fight? Look, I thought I was winning the fight at that stage, yes. I thought I was outpointing him. I thought I was coming forward more and landing the cleaner blows. That's just my opinion. I respect your opinion too, of course, Teddy. <laughs> well, in fairness, it was on the Entertainment and Sports Network. What did you expect Horn to say? What did you expect him to say? I lost the fight. I ain't giving back the belt. I ain't giving it back. I'm the champ. You're not the champ. Screw you. Hey, that was nice how Atlas straight up looked him in his face and said, I thought you lost. Yeah, no, that, was, that was nice. And that's it reminded me of, uh, what was the, the guy I'm thinking of, that used to do the HBO fights and would take 30, 30 minutes to ask a question. You know what I'm talking about? The old uh, boxing commentator? Uh, oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I, his name uh, escapes he, me at the moment. He's retired now, right? He's not doing that. Right here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not a boxing guy, Gascon. You don't. You don't I any, am. He works know. with Jim Lampley, right? Well, he used to work with. He Lampley. did. Yeah. They replaced him. And that uh, Kellerman's in there, I think, doing his. Uh, is it Kellerman that replaced him? Oh, that's that? right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I'll he, find his he name. would. He would take fifty uh, seconds between words when asking a question. Uh, I forget his name, but anyway, uh, Horn also said after this particular win, who, who does he want to fight next? He said he would like to take on Floyd Mayweather. He wants to take on Floyd Mayweather. Were you thinking of Larry Merchant? Yeah, Larry Merchant. Okay. Larry Merchant. I didn't even have to Google it. I don't know if you Googled it or not. I have no way of knowing whether you Googled it or not. Well, Kellerman came up, but then Merchant came to my head. Just popped in your head? Just like that? Yeah. All right. Horn says he wants to fight Mayweather. What do you think Mayweather's? Mayweather's fight. Who the F's this guy? I don't know who that guy is. Why would I want to fight him? I love that he's going around. He's like, hey, I'm the champ. He is the champ. He is technically correct. He is the champ of the of the world. All right, so Ben Maller's show on Fox. Kyle is in Richmond, Virginia, and he is drinking right now obsessively, and he is on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Kyle. Hey, man. What's up, brah? What's up, brah? What you got hey, today? What's I on the What's the on the menu? Like, what wait, What are you drinking? Playing, 
And I have to pay money, Sid. It was a damn good fight. The fight Mayweather? Yeah, I'm going to pay, you know, I'm going to get paid $30 million to get beat up. Hell, I'd do that, sir. All right, thank you. Blair is in Maine on Fox Sports Radio. That was a mesmerizing conversation with Kyle. Hello, Blair. Yeah, I don't know about that caller. The last caller, man, he must be drunk out of his mind, huh? Well, we, we didn't have him blow into the phone to get an alcohol level, so I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. I didn't need that three in the morning in Maine. Well, what would you like, Blair? What would you want? You want to pick a different caller? We can go to somebody else, and we can have them yell. No, no, it's fine. Uh, yeah. uh, anyways, I was just calling because you told me to call you once I got to Maine, and I oh, called I, you oh yeah, you were you were in Southern California, and and now you've you've relocated. You've changed your entire life. You've gone to beautiful Maine. We have a lot of listeners in Maine, and how how has life been, Blair, since you arrived in Maine? Well, now I am uh, in Maine in Demerskada, and uh, it's beautiful here. It's just really hot and humid now because it's summer, yeah. and I've been playing a lot of Madden 17 on Xbox <laughs> One yeah. with the Patriots, you know. Well, of course, you're, 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 in, you're in New England now, so you have to be, you have to be, you're in Patriot, Patriot country. Fan. You got yeah. it. Yeah, of course, yes. You have Very to important. be. You yeah. can't. But if you, you're you, not a Patriots fan, they're going to hate you. But you do realize, Blair, you could have played with the Patriots and kept your life in Southern California. You didn't have to, like, relocate to Maine to play a video game. No, my mom actually retired. That's why ah. I came here, because she retired from being a math teacher. Oh, okay. Are you good at math? Oh, my God. I mean, math used to be my favorite subject, and then yeah. now it's like... It's a no. Okay. It's not trigonometry. No, it's not. But you're good at video games, which is much more important. Why don't you play video games professionally, Blair? Why don't you become a professional um, video game player? You can make a lot of money doing that. To play against other people that are really good, like play people that yeah. play Madden. Yeah, sure. That Why are not? really good and then lose my money. Yeah, I don't want to lose money. Well, you don't, it, lose money. don't you get paid if you win? Don't you get money if you win? Isn't that how it works? Yeah, you do. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I, I might not be the greatest out there, but it, it's yeah. another right. Yeah, that's a great idea, but I I'd rather it. just play yeah. against the computer all right. right now. All right. all right. Well, how can I hey, help? Here, here. I, I, Let me ask you something. Yes, Blair. So, yes. Ask away, Blair. That if Now you've two coasts. Now, does the show sound better, Blair, on the West Coast or the East Coast? Because you've listened on both coasts. Does it sound better? Sounds better on the Eastern time, even though it's 3.31 already. All right. You don't have to get the time up there. We don't need a time check every second. You know, there are people that listen to the podcast, Blair, of the show. They don't know what time it is. To them, it's like 3 in the afternoon when they listen to the show. Oh, no. It's 3.31 in Ah, the morning. You are obsessed with time. I'm, I'm... I'm done with you. I don't know what else to add. I, I gotta go. Thank you. Call again. I... I hear back in the olden days, before I was alive, they used to have these, these, this number that you would call to get the time before everyone had phones, and you'd just call up, and it was a, recording me- it was a recorded message. The time at the tone will be, eh, you know, and it's a, like the time at the tone will be 3.33, and then, beep, you know, like that. Okay. That's what B- Blair should be that person. That, that job doesn't really exist anymore, but Blair should be that person. It's the Ben Mather Show on Fox. We will get to. 
Maller to the third degree. We'll get to that in 60 seconds. No long commercial break. But first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. And now here he is, Ben Maller. We will have Maller to the third degree coming up. In a couple minutes, Jonathan in Philly says, hearing Gascon back on my radio just made my night. Now we don't have to settle for the Gagon account. Uh, that is that is true. David Gagon. A Husker Kevin says, Ben, have you changed your mind on giving out the phone number again? Uh, no, I am questioning my career path uh, at this point, but I am not questioning whether to give out the number. This is what we call holiday radio. Uh, that's what happens on the holidays. It it happens every holiday. Now sometimes there's more, more than than regular. We've we've had our interesting show, and this is not even the holiday yet. We're not even at the official holiday. This is like the the preamble to the actual main event. In fact, we're going to come in on the fourth of July. These guys don't know this. We're going to come in and we're going to do a pre-record. Uh, we're going to do all four hours, and then we will go watch fireworks uh, all night long. We will watch fireworks, and we will not be here. But we'll say we're here. We just won't take any calls. And we'll say that no one, no one called. We'll just say that no one called. We just can't take any phone calls. Hell yeah. That's how we're going to do it. I've got it all mapped out. All mapped out right there. Uh, Sports Funhouse says, did Ralph Irvin finally get canned? No. Uh, As far as I know, Ralph is still here. Do we know if Ralph's working over the holidays? Is he doing a day shift or something he is he's he working is. he worked yesterday and today in the middle of the day so i offered to uh switch places with him yeah on exchange for a list of your nicknames oh you want my nicknames oh, i no, have stop. 41 I... nicknames and which ones would you like i have start uh, from the top you want to start from the top i'm known as the spin master yeah, of gone. why would you do that the bannering broadcaster the beethoven of vs i have <sighs> been called curmudgeon of commentary the chasm of sarcasm czar of zany some have called me the Dark Knight of weeknight sports radio. Shut up, Bill Miller! Others pointed at me and said, You're the mogul of mischief. Benny the Braze, the king of zing, the facetious fox, the sultan of insult, jumping jack of wisecrack, insight of overnight, nabob of negativity, the sage of outrage, pinnacle of cynical. Others have said, Hey, Maller, you're the prince of preposterous, professor of propaganda, his are of hyperbole, and the Mad Hatter of sports chatter. 21 nicknames. Now, I have another 20. Do you know what those are? Are you aware of those other 20? I'm waiting for that next segment. Save those for the recorded show. Yeah. The next segment. I mean, what do you think? We just pause between segments? I don't pause between. It's lazy radio. No, i got to read a couple advertising spots for you. Really? Yeah. Advertising spots. Yeah, i got to pay for your show. Oh, okay. Uh, Daryl says, Blair was a terrible phone call, but I am in stitches over here. That dude was a space cadet. I'm actually crying over here. Holy crap, I'm crying, Ben. It's from Daryl. Uh, calm down. Calm down. All right, uh, let's, uh, let's get to this here. The callers will not F this up, I promise you. We will not have that problem. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is... 
is when Big Ben gets grilled. And it is Mallard of the Third Degree, the holiday week edition. We bring in the Koopa Loop, Justin Cooper, with the question asking. Justin Smoke of the Blue Jays hit a home run on Friday, the last day of June, that set a new MLB record for the most homers in a single month. That's an all-star. Justin Smoke is starting in the all-star game. Is that right? Did I see that right? Yeah, I guess. Justin Smoke? <laughs> Justin Smoke? Well, then in- a first-time star? What happened? First base used to be the sexiest position in baseball. What happened? All right, go ahead. I, I don't know, but uh, baseball is actually on pace to set a new record for home runs for the entire season. Yeah. So many people have started to raise their eyebrows at the increased numbers and have been suggesting juiced baseballs or even a new peak for steroids. Ben, what do you think the explanation is? Well, th- this is how about all of the above, right? And th- the, the juiced ball theory is one of the more popular conspiracies in sports. Uh, the, the, the juice baseball thing goes back. I, I believe it debuted. I read on one of the baseball nerd sites. It goes back to 1910. 1910, there were reports of baseballs being doctored by the people that made them. Now, I tend to believe that it is a medley of performance-enhancing drugs, uh, hyped-up balls, and more, right? And, and I'll tell you why. Number one, market research has declared that the – People that go to baseball games like two things more than anything. They like home runs and strikeouts, that those are the things that move the needle. And around the majors in 2014, this goes back a couple of years, and then at the start of 2015, home runs were down. And something happened in the middle of the the 20, 2015 to late 2015, early 2016, and has continued into 2017 where the numbers have methodically gone up. They've gone higher and higher and higher. And we're at the point now where if you look at it, the home run totals in Major League Baseball and where they are, it is steroid-like the level of home runs that we're getting in professional baseball. And you can't discount performance-enhancing drugs because Victor Conte, the godfather of the PEDs in baseball, he's the one that pointed out they now have testosterone, fast-acting testosterone that you can take right after a game. It'll be out of your system by the next morning. So you could use performance enhancing drugs to work out and gain muscle mass, and it would not be detected by any of the tests. And number two, the more Major League Baseball denies this, and they denied it over the weekend, the more I believe the baseballs are gassed. There's something going on. Now, I remember when I was growing up, this goes way back, a million years ago in the – in the 1980s, there was a home run bonanza. I was a little kid. And Sparky Anderson said that there was uh, there was like nitrogen on the baseballs or something like that. I, re- I don't remember the exact quote, but he, he, he described what was going on with baseballs leaving the stadium, and it was insane. Now, whether they're tightening the, the baseballs or exactly what they're doing, adding more cork to it, something is going on here. It's working and the powers that be in baseball continue to deny, deny, deny. They said, oh, this is not going on. And people complain. People complain about everything, Coop. They complain there's too many home runs, there's not enough home runs. People love to complain. Next. Now, you've probably heard about this by now if you follow baseball. Uh, earlier in the week, Chris Bryant or uh, Bryce Harper posted a picture of himself with Chris Bryant. And underneath it, he hashtagged back-to-back one day. Now, that fueled a lot of speculation about Bryce Harper eventually joining the Cubs, and Chris Bryant tried to downplay that. 
by saying that the two have never talked about uniting in Chicago and that Harper was just having fun. Ben, do you believe him? No, absolutely not. He's lying. He's clearly lying. These guys are not being honest. We'll start with that. I could totally see Bryce Harper and Chris Bryant taking uh, a page out of the NBA handbook and trying to uh, form a super team. Uh, I could see that happening with these two guys. Why not? I mean, they don't have a hometown team. They're from Las Vegas. There is no hometown team when you grow up in Las Vegas. It is human nature to imagine that, hey, I can play together. Why not? We, I liked you. I've known you since I was a kid. The, these guys played youth baseball together. They're like 12 years old playing Little League Baseball, Bryant and Harper. B, the problem is finding an owner that's got deep enough pockets to be able to afford these guys. Now, Bryce Harper in particular is a baseball mercenary. This guy will go wherever he has to go on God's green earth to get the most money. He doesn't care. And it's likely going to be one of the big market teams, Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, Cubs, and occasional wild card team like the Rangers. But it's a long shot, but it's not a case where the door has been closed. Next! Now, Ben, for the first couple months of the baseball season, the Kansas City Royals were, well, they were garbage. Garbage! But they've been surging as of late, and now they're only three games back of the division, and they've been one of the better teams in baseball over the past uh, few weeks or so. The question is, Ben, do you think that this turnaround is legit? No, I am not buying Kansas City. They have been opportunistic here. But I do not believe the Royals are a playoff team. The reason why, first of all, Cleveland is the more talented team. You look at the Indians roster. They haven't played like it. I don't know in first place right now. But the Indians have been, by their standards, a letdown, considering they were supposed to be a dominant team. They have not been a dominant team. And I'm assuming that they're going to flip the switch after the All-Star break and they'll run away with the American League Central. The Royals have won 19 of their last uh, they're 19 and 12, so they're 19 in the last 31 games the Royals have won. They're over 600 winning percentage. I can't take the Royals seriously, though, and the reason I can't is because the trade deadline is coming up. The non-waiver trade deadline, July 31st, and Mike Moustakis, their third baseman, one of their top players, is a pending free agent. He is not going to give Kansas City a hometown discount, which means it is more probable than not that Moustakis will be traded. The Red Sox, the Yankees, one of those teams will swoop in and they will deal for the Moose, and that would be a mortal blow to the Heartland Heroes, and that will do in the Royals. So they're playing well now. I'm not buying they can maintain that. There it is. Maller to the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you pass this edition. That's a winner! All right, time now for the Insta Trivia, and here we go. You can answer this on Twitter, at Ben Maller. Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds of the Giants, uh, Moises Alou, and Blank became the first trio of 40-plus-year-old outfielders to start the same game. Now, you got to fill in the blank on this. We're going back to the, uh, the Giants had Barry Bonds, Moises Alou, and Blank, and they became the first trio of 40-year-old-plus outfielders to start the same game, fill in the blank. Follow our exclusive Reddit page. Find our subreddit, at Ben Maller Show, and be a part of our revamping, post stories, and also message other P1s. And now here he is, Ben Maller. We'd like to point out by popular request, coming up next hour, we will release 
our top ten list of athletes that killed someone. And Venus Williams will be on that list. This uh, Danny G does not know about this because he wasn't here last week, but at the end. But in honor of Venus Williams, and uh, I think Eddie was here back before he took some time off. But anyway, I'm doing it anyway. I'm here, so screw these guys. I and I know it all anyway. about it. I heard it on the podcast. All right, so we'll do that coming up at the top of next hour. Time now for the instant trivia. Here it is. Barry Bonds, Moises Alou, and Blank became the first trio of 40-plus-year-old outfielders to start for the same team. Fill in the blank. Obviously, it was the Giants, but fill in the blank, that last player who, who was in the outfield. Uh, who do we have? We have Vladimir Guerrero, guessed by Brad. Bill Shatner from Ernie. Charles got this right. Bad job by you. John the Pie Guy says Brett Butler is the answer. Jeff Kent, guessed by Colaspo. Patrick the Uber driver in San Diego got it right. Bad job. By you. Willie Mays thrown out by Ivinson. Marquise Grissom by several different people. Fernando Tatis by Mike. Do you have an answer, Gascon? Is it Eric Davis? Eric Davis. Uh, no. The correct answer, Steve Finley. Steve Finley was 41. Barry Bonds, also 41. And Moises Liu was 40. That was in 2006, 11 Years ago, the first trio of 40-plus-year-olds to start a game in the same outfielder, and the the Giants won that game. They beat Philadelphia, and those guys had four hits and a couple of stolen bases to get it done in that particular outfield. Now, please, we'll never get to that point again, right? These guys retire when they're 36. They make so much money, they don't need to play. Fourth of July week in America, a chance to celebrate and rejoice and have a good time. Many people not working over the holiday, right? Even today, the day before the 4th of July, a lot of businesses giving their employees the time off. But we thought we'd take advantage of this by celebrating people that have killed other people in honor of Venus Williams, who's joined an illustrious list. We'll go down that highway. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Well, Venus Williams, we talked about this at the end of last week. She entered uncharted territories for her. She was all in a car accident. Last month, that led eventually to the death of a 78-year-old man. Very sad story. Now, Venus Williams was found at fault in that accident. Witnesses say that she ran a red light. She wasn't going very fast. Uh, The other car was uh, the person that died was not driving. He was a passenger in a car. His wife was driving, a man named Jerome Barson, who, according to the, the media reports, is a tennis pro. This guy was involved in the accident with Venus Williams, died two weeks later after the crash from internal bleeding, a fractured spine, and massive internal organ damage. He suffered all of that as a passenger in the car that struck Venus Williams. Now, Venus, the tennis star, was unhurt in this accident. She is now facing a wrongful death lawsuit in in a civil case. But where does she rank for the purposes of our show? Where does she rank? We discussed this last week. I said I would do it, and here I've done it. I've done my research. I've done my due diligence. 
Where does Venus Williams rank? And we're not going to go too far back because I, I don't know what happened in the early 1900s. I don't. So where does she rank among athletes in somewhat recent times whose actions led to the death of others? So I want to get into this. Now, I, I spent a lot of time over the weekend, way too much time, uh, coming up with this list. I, and I had a couple of rewrites. So I, I put a list together, and then I had to remove some people. Like, for example, I don't have Ray Lewis in my top ten. I want Ray Lewis in my top ten. But there were ten others that I had I had to put ahead of Ray Lewis. So Ray Ray in his white suit did not make my top ten. Did not do it. I didn't have Don King in my top ten, the boxing promoter. He didn't make it. But here are my top ten. These are these are athletes that killed other people. Some of them intentional, some of them not intentional. Number ten, Anthony Smith. Now, there have been several athletes named Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith played for the, the Raiders. The Los Angeles Raiders drafted him. And he actually was with the Raiders when they moved to Oakland. This guy murdered three people. Many, many casual NFL observers have no idea. Uh, in the course of three years, Anthony Smith was convicted of murdering three people, and he's uh, he's been sent away. Number nine on my list, Mookie Blaylock. I got the Mookster, NBA guard, better college player than NBA player. Now, Mookie made the cut. He was sentenced to 15 years in prison for vehicular homicide in 2014. He's in jail right now. Shout out, Mookie Blaylock. Now, number eight on my top ten show on Fox Sports Radio, let's all give it up to Leonard Little. Now, I I had Leonard Little at number one on my list for years. Uh, Leonard Little was a linebacker for the old St. Louis Rams back in the day. And this Loser. Leonard Little got drunk at his birthday party, which many people do, but they don't often get in the car. He got in the car and then killed a mother. But that's not the part of the story. That's bad enough. But according to the police report in Saint, in the St. Louis area, this guy Leonard Little was so indifferent at the time of the accident that he said of the dead woman, the blank ran a yellow light and hit me, wrecking my $45,000 blank car. This woman's dead, and the football player's upset because his car uh, has been damaged. He, he ended up going to jail for 90 days and was back playing in the NFL after an eight-game suspension, uh, Leonard Little. So he's number eight on my list. Now, number seven, I'm going to put Venus Williams at number seven. So for, for me, on my list, I've got Venus at seven, and, and here's why. She's an active tennis star. This is not a retired athlete. This is not some, Leonard Little, not many people knew who Leonard Little was. I believe he was a rookie uh, and, and that when he had that accident with the Rams. Venus Williams is a big deal. She's not as big as Serena Williams, but in the tennis world, she's a very big deal. And at fault in an accident that kills someone, that's big. She's going to have to pay a lot of money out in civil damages to the family of that person who died. All right, so it's a top ten list. I We moved to number six. You're listening to the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Now, I had Josh Brent at number six. Now, Josh Brent, defensive player for the Cowboys, he was sentenced to 180 days and 10 years probation 
because of an accident where he killed a fellow member of the Cowboys, a defensive back by the name of Jerry Brown. They got in a car accident driving around Texas, and uh, that was it. Brent went to jail. He came back to play for the Cowboys, although I don't believe he's playing anywhere right now. This was a few years ago. Number five, Dante Stallworth coming in in the top five. Good slot for Dante on the list of athletes that have killed people. So congratulations to Dante. He's number five. He pled guilty to DUI manslaughter, and he went to jail for like a month. He donated some money uh, to some some charity, and he he went to jail for a month. Number four. Now we're moving into uncharted territory. Now, top four. And this is an underrated one. Number four, barely missing out on a top three slot. Barely missing out on a top three slot on the list of athletes that killed other people. Jason Williams. Not the white chocolate. I'm talking about the NBA guy. Yeah, Jason Williams a lot of people don't remember this guy, but he was a very productive NBA player for the for the New Jersey Nets, the old New Jersey Nets. And the this happened in 2002. And there was a party at his estate in New Jersey, and he was horsing around with a shotgun. So the legend goes. And the shotgun went off, and he killed a limo driver in his home and then tried to cover it up, of course, uh, which most people would probably do, I guess. I don't know. But... Jason Williams was just starting his broadcasting career at NBC, and he, at the time, was thought of as the next uh, next great NBA broadcaster. That was before Charles Barkley had become a big deal on television. And the assumption at that time was Jason Williams was going to be an NBA broadcaster for the next 20 years. He, He had a big personality, bigger than life, and he was a pretty productive player for the, the Nets back in those days, and he lived in the New York area, and the New York uh, media market loved him, and he ended up killing a guy. That was that. Uh, number three. Now we're moving to the top three. Now this is a big deal. You're in the top three on the list of athletes that killed other people. This is special. Now number three is going to surprise you. Many people have this guy at number one. I don't. I don't. O.J. Simpson. Number three. He's not number one on my list. He's number three. Now, why is O.J. Simpson number three? Because it was a crime of passion, and he was no longer playing. Yeah, he was a popular pop culture icon on television and movies and broadcasting. But still, O.J. Simpson, had his playing days were old. Right? And the, the crime was horrific and terrible and all that. But he was a former player. I can't put him higher than number three. I can't. Now, as far as... Attention, he's number one, but I have him at number three. Now, the top two, the top two. Now, I, I bet you you can get one of the top two. I don't know if you can get both. All right, the top two on my list. Number two, and this guy could have easily been number one, but I went with him at number two, a, a guy that was, again, an active NFL player. This guy didn't actually pull the trigger, but he helped the crime take place. He slowed the car down. He he was pointing out locations and where people would be on that particular night. The crime was committed. Ray Carruth was a wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers, and he was convicted of conspiracy to commit murder. Ray Carruth served 13 years in prison, and he is number two because he was an active player. could have played another several years in the NFL, made a ton of money, and he screwed all of that up and uh, took a life. Uh, he was responsible for that. And then number one, 
Teasy. You know who it is, right? He's uh, he's hanging around right now. Aaron Hernandez of the Patriots, number one. Guy had a $39 million contract and was apparently going around killing people. Number one. You talk about multitasking. Uh, he uh, was believed to have killed three people as an active player in the NFL for the Patriots. So Aaron Hernandez is number one. It is the Ben Mather Show on Fox. Now, Koopa Loop, you had a homework assignment. Uh, Danny was not here, and Gascon was not here. D- does anyone have any disagreement with that? Any I do, pushback? Ben. In fact, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a little disappointed in your list. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I think, it's a good list. I like my I, list. I think there needs to be some definite changes. No. Uh, first of all, yeah. now looking at my list here, I've got uh, – I've got I've got Jason you know I've got a lot of the same but I've got some right. different ones I've All got right. I've got um I've got Jason Williams at uh, at ten no he's higher than ten I've got him at, I've got him at ten no no he's higher than then 10. I've got I've got Leonard Little above him at nine L- Little's got well that, I've got him at eight so I'm okay with nine I had him at eight though yeah you know it, he's he's got to be on the list though because of the blatant disregard I don't even have Stallworth on the list I, I think you have Stallworth I have way st- too high I have him at number five we, he, he should not be higher than Leonard little because it's essentially the same crime here except with Stallworth the guy wasn't even on a crosswalk right he just walked out into blue. the street he ran him over like he was a piece of tissue I'm or just, something on I'm the just road saying or he was walking where he was jaywalking okay oh st- please. And, and as far as I know, Dante Stallworth, he kept his nose clean, right? Uh, he never uh, got in trouble again after that. Oh, okay. Leonard Little, yes. who showed no remorse at I the know. time of killing, and then uh-huh. would go on later in his career to get arrested for DUIs I'm, again and I'm, again. I'm aware of that. I'm aware so of that. I think, I think he definitely needs to be higher than Stallworth. I couldn't leave Don King off the list. I know technically yeah, that's, that's back in the 60s, though. I know he's technically not an athlete, but, I mean, if the stories are true, the guy, he, like— Stomped he was to fa- death. Well, he was, yeah, he was like, found. Impl- yeah, he was found guilty of uh, of second degree murder. Right? That's 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 savage. So, but then didn't he? He, he was pardoned. Don King got a pardon on that. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So what, what, I'm, I'm I'm at seven or wait, or the ten, nine, eight. Uh, I'm at eight now. So, yeah, so seven. They say there'd be no math. I don't seven. I've got I've got Javon Belcher at seven. Did not make my list. Now, Did not make my list. I've got him on there, and I know that you know it was uh, he had mental issues, and and that was you know part of the problem. So it wasn't necessarily like he, in cold blood, but he went to the team facility to finish himself off. So he's got to get on the list for that. In front of Romeo Cornell. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's extra points there. Chiefs linebacker. Uh, then, <laughs> yeah. then uh, above You're laughing, Coop. Uh, this then is a very serious, Coop. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a serious list. Yeah. Uh, that above above him, which didn't make your list. What, I'm no, surprised what num- here. What number are we at here? What We're at number six. Number six. Yeah. At number six, I've got Jose Fernandez. Yeah, that's a good one. And I, I should have put Fernandez on my list. I did not include Fernandez because he got two kills before he killed himself. Right, exactly. So, yeah, that's two kills. Yeah, he should have been on there. Yes. That is an oversight by me. That's a bad job. Now at number five, and, and you could – you could flip. Right, I'm, hold on a second. I'm going to take Anthony Smith off my list, and I want to move Fernandez in. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now you could you could flip flop these these yeah. ones. I've got Caitlyn Jenner on there. All right. Oh, now he, was he Caitlyn or was it Bruce at the time? Well, no. See, that's why Caitlyn that's Jenner's it. on the list because Caitlyn killed somebody in that in that crash. Yeah. And a woman, right? She, in Malibu. Yes. Is it Malibu? Yes. Yeah. And she killed Bruce Jenner. Oh, look at that. Yep. Save, save it for the lame jokes. <laughs> Save it for the list. Got to be on, top man. five. 
Okay. Um, this is good wholesome family uh, holiday programming. Then at, at uh, uh, no one's at, listening. Go ahead. Yes, keep going. Cool. At number four, another one that didn't yeah. make your list. I've got uh, Oscar Pistorius. Yeah, I, I didn't put him on there. And I'll tell you why. International, international, not not American. South African, the Blade Runner, and all that. I yeah, didn't put but him on I mean, there. it was at, like at the height of his you know fame when yeah. that all happened, and then and then the, you know the spin job. I was scared and thought somebody was hiding in my bathroom, <laughs> so I just unloaded an entire <laughs> clip into the door. Completely reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't know. And on on Valentine's Day, he forgot that his girlfriend was there with him. Yeah, why would she be? Thought his mistress would be there. Right. Yeah. All right. So, so he's at number four, and then I have uh, Ray Carruth above him. Uh, strictly, so you got Carruth at number three. Yeah, okay. and, and yeah. the reason I, I was debating back and forth whether to have Carruth above Pistorius because yeah. Pistorius pulled the trigger and Carruth didn't, but Carruth's girlfriend was eight months pregnant, so I think that definitely yeah. you know deserves a higher spot. And then you and know, even though the kid survived, the kid was all messed up. You know? Right, and then of up. course yeah. I I rounded out with. Uh, Aaron Hernandez and OJ Simpson. Yeah. Now you had who do you have number one? Do you have OJ one or, or I had I I I battled back and forth with this yeah. too, but I put OJ number one just because really? how gruesome the crime scene oh, was. It was bad, yeah. yeah. There's one guy that you guys missed in the top ten. Who's Chris that? Benoit. Oh yeah. Murder suicide, a wife. Yeah, and I mean, a could kid. you included Belcher's murder suicide? Why not that's yeah, why good, not Benoit? That's what? a good point. Yeah. I, that's an oversight. Yeah. I don't, this this ranks better than NFL Bookham, guys. I mean, <laughs> this list is, this is you gold. Didn't, you didn't have Venus Williams on your list, Cooper? Did you? No, I think that's harsh. Because she wasn't, harsh? She she wasn't intoxicated. You know what's harsh? Like one any... of that guy's funeral, a 78-year-old guy who's got people that love him. No, I, yes, I know. But it's, she, it wasn't can't like, run a red light, it wasn't Coop. premeditated. It wasn't, uh, yeah. you know, she wasn't drunk or on yeah. drugs. So yeah. it's an accident. Wow. All right, uh, we'll continue here. We'll have more of this uh, stimulating uh, radio. It's just uh, amazing. All right, uh, you can be part of it if you want. I don't. Please don't call. The calls have been terrible. Just pretend no one called. We'll just pretend no one called. I won't. I'll be good. You'll be good. The whole thing. All right. Well, uh, we will occasionally mix in some phone calls. We'll try to enhance this list, though. We'll work on that. Uh, we'll also have later in the hour. We'll have the Insta Advice Line, which should be a real train wreck. An absolute train wreck. We'll have that for you coming up a little bit later. And what have I told you? One of the great legends of American sporting events this time of the year was a farce, the history of it. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the charm circle. It's easy to do. Just follow Ben. He's on Twitter, at Ben Maller. And you can also follow me. I am at David J. Gascon. David Gagon. And now here he is. Let me say this. I'm going to go on record right now. If the Rams lose that game, Mike March should be fired. Ben Meller. Are we pulling out sound bites from 15 years ago? What are we doing here? And Mike March was fired as coach of the Rams. I was right. It's an accurate sound bite. So I just realized something. I did a list that I just pulled out of the sky about athletes that have killed other people, and I'm getting pushback on it. It's, That's awesome. No, people are upset with me. They're, <laughs> they're like, yelling at me on tweets here. Uh, Terry writes it, Ben, when people kill people, even if it's a long time ago, the dead person is still dead. Put them on your damn list. 
I'm getting that. I got other people naming uh, athletes I've never heard of that killed people that I was unaware of. Attila's upset that I put Venus Williams on the list. Says that a 78-year-old guy at 78, any sudden breaking would have killed the old bag of bones. Uh, this guy says Attila. And, uh, I mean, I mean I, can I win on this? It's a very simple list. Ben, did you ever hear about the former Cardinals football player? Uh, his last name is Rozier. Uh, he killed seven people. Really? Robert Rozier. R-O-Z-I-E-R. This happened in 1985. He joined a Kill the White Devil radical group. Oh, yes. And he, he had, I'm in that same group, actually. Yes. <laughs> he admitted to the police to killing seven people. They gave him a, they gave him a deal because he testified against that group. Is that right? He got, is he in jail right now? Or yeah, got, they gave him 25 years on a deal. For seven kills, yeah. he got 25 yeah. years? Is that right? Wow, that's a deal. Seven kills. Wow. I didn't even know who that is. I've never heard of that. I have no idea who that is. I, don't, I didn't know that story. I'm not familiar with it. Uh, we had a lot of interesting names, though. Uh, we had uh, that boy Malcolm said Brian Blades killed his brother. How does he miss the list? People are upset. They're genuinely upset with it. Uh, all right, so Ben Maller's show on Fox. Now, did you put a list together, Danny? Did you have your own? Your own yeah, I, I did. My top four actually matched Coop, uh, which just, is a just, little scary. He just stole his. No, I didn't. He called me on Friday. Your producer was producing. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I, my 10 to 5 was a little different. I Ray Lewis at 10, Leonard Little at 9, Dante Stallworth at 8, J- Javon Belcher at 7, Robert Rozier at 6, oh, I did not have Anthony Rozier. Smith at 5, the Rosier came from researching the topic. Okay. Well, which, no, I, mean, uh, I, I it's research- going to look strange <laughs> in all of our computers' URL history. Well, I researched it too, but I like I didn't put Layritz in there. I could have put Layritz in there, DUI manslaughter, but he was acquitted of it. But the woman's still dead. The mother of two that he hit, but she was drunk. I didn't put him on the list. Uh, I'm upset about the 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 Marlins pitcher. I should have put him on there. That, that's a bad job by by me. It's an oversight on my part. Uh, some people saying, I think it was Chad said, I, I should have added Colin Kaepernick. He killed his career, uh, which is accurate. I could have put that on there, but I did not Don't. put Kaepernick on my list. Uh, the hockey contingent's upset that we didn't include any hockey players. Danny Heatley? Yeah, Danny Heatley. Alex said Danny Heatley and some other people. There's like Dan Snyder. Like, Nobody cares. What provoked you to create this kind of a list? Well, it was off the, the cuff last week. Thanks for listening, Gascon. I appreciate that. Uh, on our Friday show, our Thursday into Friday show, we mentioned the fact that Venus Williams had now joined Rarified Air, the list of athletes that had been part of an incident that took a life of another person. <laughs> and I was trying to, I, I just, it was a throwaway line. I was like, where, where does she rank? Where does Venus Williams rank on the all-time list of athletes that have killed other people? And I have her, as I said, I put her at number seven, which is probably way too high. But the only reason we're doing this list is because of her. So, therefore, i got to put her higher up on my list. You can push back all you want, but I'm going to put her high on my list. Because she's the inspiration to this. Do you have a list, Gascon? Or you, uh, no? Well, I'm pretty consistent with you guys. The ones I would have in there are Jimmy Snuka and also Chris Benoit. Snuka killed his girlfriend. Yeah, didn't he just? Did he just die? Yeah, he did die recently. Some, some people pointing out Lawrence Phillips. Solid. It's not a bad one. Yeah, Ivan Drago. Stephen Davis tweeted: Do Lawrence Phillips and Aaron Hernandez get extra points for suicide? <laughs> Jeez. 
That, does that count as an extra kill? Yeah, yeah definitely. Too. Okay, that's an extra kill, sure. But oh. Aaron Hernandez, obviously. Yeah. All right, so Ben Mather show on Fox, and uh, that's the list. So, so thanks to Venus Williams, congratulations. And uh, Aaron Hernandez, number one on my list. These guys, you had OJ, is that? OJ. OJ, okay. Because uh, last week you described the uh, bodies at the scene as looking like Pez dispensers. Well, that's what my friend Norm, who yeah. was in the courtroom, said. But I'm sure David Gascon knows more than I do about that. But I, I don't. I'm just telling you what I heard. Honestly, every time I, I like hear or think about the the OJ murder, that's what pops into my head now is Pez dispensers. Oh. That's just. <laughs> Did you have one when you were a kid? When's the last time you had a, a Pez? It's been it's been a long time, right? <laughs> and, it, and it probably will be a long time. I'm never again. Never again. No. Okay. Uh, let's see. Daniel says, I am mad about Dante Stallworth, Ben. It was an accident that he killed. Uh, the, the person was drunk and all that stuff. And he had a little booze in him as well. <laughs> okay, so we'll overlook that. I'm getting pushback for putting him on my list. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We'll uh, take a bunch of phone calls. We're going to have the instant advice line, unscreened radio, and we will also expose... One of the great traditions this time of the year in American sports, something I look forward to every year, and apparently it's been fraudulent how long back this event goes. We'll get to that. We'll do it all in 60 seconds. No long commercial break, but first let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And now here he is. I like the hot guy. Ben Maller. And we are moments away from the Insta Advice Line unscreened radio. We will get to that coming up here in a couple of minutes. Right now, though, we say hi to Weed Man Hippie, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, that Weed Man Hippie. Oh, no. Ben, I love you. There he is. Uh, here's another name. Joseph says, what about Ugath Urbina? Damn. Oh, Ugath Urbina. That's a good one, Ugath Urbina. Oh, my God. That's wow. an international crime, Ugath Urbina. He, he did get I out thought, of prison, though, recently. I thought Mookie Blaylock was still playing in the NBA. Although, now, now Ugath Urbina, did he actually kill someone? I know it was attempted murder. With, no, with he macheted people's heads off. Oh, he did kill him. Okay, I thought it was a. T- I didn't. I. I didn't think he actually did it. I don't. I, wow, man. No, wow. I, not that he. No, relax. All right, calm down. All these guys I, I, played in Miami. Yeah, you haven't done any of this, have you, uh, Weed Man? Have you done any of this kind of illicit activity? Aaron Hernandez had such a great life up in Gainesville. You. Joking? What's wrong with these people? You see how life is precious and quick and fleeting, Ben. Well, life it is when other, somebody else takes your life. Yeah, sure. We got to enjoy life, Ben. Yeah. Every yeah. moment, you got to enjoy life. Are you enjoying Free, life? Happy. I'm really having yeah. a lot of fun. This is a good moment. Right now is a really yeah. good time for me. I'm on a magic roll. Does that mean you got a lot of donations? Is that what that means? I got, I'm on a magic roll, Ben. I swear to God, yeah. that's true. Uh, all right. How's the How's the ben, TV ben, show? Ben, you, you're just trying to get a TV show. How's that going? Uh, you know, I'm doing my, my Facebook videos. Every people watch, every video has like thirty thousand, fifty thousand views. You should watch. Okay, well, you got if you got fifty thousand people, you can make a living on that. 
You would think, man. You would think. But you, but, you hey, haven't hey, you David haven't figured Gascon, out how to do it. David Gascon. Oh, you want to talk I'm, to Gascon. All right, Gascon. I'm so yes. happy. I'm, I'm so happy that you happened to be there tonight because I owe you an apology. Damn. <laughs> when I first started calling, the fake Gagon account was trolling me. <laughs> and I'm like, I think it's you. And I yeah. think you're Ben's friend. Well, no, no, and hold on. Sometimes. No, no, hold on a second. Now, I still think that, and I have not seen evidence to counter this, that the Gagon account is Gascon. Now, he's denied it. He says it's, <laughs> no, no, he says it's not him. But Just wait till it's a verified account. I'm like, why is Ben's friend cursing me and hating me? I thought you were jealous. No, I am not convinced that the Gagon account is not David Gascon. I well, have seen no evidence that they are, are are not somehow tied together. I have not. So, all right. Ben. Uh, yes. Ben. I, what the hell was it? Oh, pregnant pause. What was that? Ben. Aaron Judge is the next big. Okay. On that. On that note. Uh, before we get to the uh, the incident advice line. So one of my favorite events this time of the year is the. Hot dog eating contest on Coney Island every Fourth of July, and so it's tomorrow, and I look forward to it every year. It's a, it's a lot of fun, and part of the legend of this event is that it goes back many, 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 many years. Right, it goes back to the early 1900s. In fact, if you've watched the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, they often reference the fact that it goes back to the year 1916, that it's a New York City tradition, and that date has been repeated so many times. Now, this is where one of our favorite phrases, when the legend becomes the fact, you go with the legend. The legend is that the hot dog eating contest started on Coney Island in 1916. The reality is that that's a lie, that these two guys put it together, the the hot dog eating contest, uh, and the, the, the original contest only dates back to, like, the 1970s. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't go back to 1916. And the person that started Nathan's, the, uh, the hot dog eating contest, was upset that the contestants were not actually paying for the hot dogs. So he would only let the, the contest last 12 minutes because it was costing him money for all the hot dogs. There's no evidence that the contest had any kind of uh, any 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 uh, history to it prior to the early 1970s. So all this time I thought, well, this goes back all the history of 1916. Uh, no, it's all a lie. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do this. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds. And if you don't like it, screw you. And away we go. It's the Insta Advice Line on screen radio. This is the safety net coming off. It's a holiday week. The freaks come out here. And, uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. And I just mentioned it, the hot dog eating contest in New York and the, the godfather of the dog, the man that owns it. This 101st annual Nathan's famous international hot dog eating contest will take place tomorrow and joey chestnut is in it to win it we have the betting odds on this and chestnut as you would imagine is the favorite he's at minus 450 
in the head-to-head matchup with Matt Stoney, who's in the number two spot. And Stoney is at plus 275. So we're going to get advice here on how to beat Joey Chestnut in the hot dog eating contest. You're live on the air when you hear my voice. Again, we're trying to give advice to someone to beat Joey Chestnut. Line one, you're on the air. Go. How do you not put Tony Stewart on that list? All right. Line three, you are next. I think that was our friend in uh, Jet Fuel George. Uh, Line three, you are next. We're giving advice on beating Joey Chestnut in the hot dog contest. How do you do it? Yeah, who cares about that? Okay, line four, you're next. The over-under 71.5 dogs in bun in the hot dog contest. How do you beat Joey Chestnut? Line four. Well, I, for one, hope my wife's friends consume all the meat. Line five, hello. Advice to beating Joey Chestnut. Line number five. Big Ben, this is Oscar Pistorius. It knocks my socks off that I didn't make your murder list. Line six, you are next. We're giving advice on how to beat Joey Chestnut, an overwhelming minus 450 favorite to win the men's championship in New York this uh, 4th of July. Become fans of the New Zealand Black Cocks. Yes, thank you. All right. Uh, line one. Racist. Hello, line one. That's the name of the team. Line one, go. Kramer's the best guy duck in Boston. He takes you through the streets all night. The Red Sox are number one. They're going all the way to the... All right, thank you. Uh, line, that's former call of the year, Blind Scott. Uh, line two, you are next. Line two, we're giving advice on how to beat Joey Chestnut. A nine-year-old girl can beat him. Line three, hello. Line three, go. Line three is not there. We'll try line four. It's the instant advice line. We're giving unscreened advice. You call up. You get right on the air. There's no middleman or woman to interfere with our conversation. Advice on how to beat the overwhelming favorite Joey Chestnut in the Meat's very tasty. men's portion of the hot dog contest. Two hams, $20. Well, you do need to use both hands to, eat, to win the hot dog contest. Line five is next. How do you beat Joey Chestnut at a hot dog contest? Well, Ben, because... I'm a doctor. Uh, my advice uh, is to start each day with some hot nuts. Thank you. Hot nuts. Line six, you are next. Your advice, please, on how to beat Joey Chestnut in the hot dog eating contest. What up, Ben? This is Kenny in Spokane. I would tell them to not feel guilty for laughing at murder when they're compared to Pez dispensers. All right. Stop. Uh, line Oh, random line. Random line. You are next. Oh, hi, Ben. Oh, it's Cowboy John Brad in Windsor, Ontario. I hope you had a great Canadian day or Canada day. Oh, yeah. We had a great Canada day. Yeah. And uh, Don't forget uh, former middleweight champion King Carlos Monzon who killed his girlfriend years ago. And the and to beat Joey Chestnut in the hot dog eating contest, uh, you should think about a box and bone, box and bone, box and bone, box. <laughs> Yes, I'm sure. It's nuts and meat. That's what it is. Exactly what Chestnut will do. You're listening to the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We're doing unscreened radio. There's also odds on whether a contestant will be interrupted by a PETA protest during the contest. We're not asking about that, though. Advice on beating Joey Chestnut, the king of the dog. He's a minus 450 favorite, which means you got to lay 450 bucks just to win 100. Hello, line one. Somehow gain access to Chris Christie's private beach and ask him <laughs> how he eats so much. I saw that. Chris Christie. Yeah. 
That's the way to have a beach day in New Jersey, man. That's how you do. You just close the whole damn beach down. Screw you, screw you, and screw you. Line two, you are next. We're giving advice on how to beat Joey Chestnut in the big hot dog eating contest on Tuesday. What's happening, buddy? Wow, look at that. Blast in the past again. Line three, go. Keep your throat greasy. Don't worry if the dog's too cheesy. <laughs> Line four. Uh, let me guess. Peyton Manning, because he's the best ever, will win. Line four, go. My girlfriend could beat him. She chokes down. <laughs> Line five, go. Reach under the table and give him a... All right, we'll do one more and only one more. If it's good, I'll take credit. Koopa Loop, pick the line. We're giving advice on how to beat Joey Chestnut in the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Line two. Line number two, the final call on advice to beat Joey Chestnut in Tuesday's Hot Dog Contest. Go ahead, line two. Kick him in the chestnut. There it is. Boy, that was brutal. You should have picked line four. Hello, line four. What would you have said, line four? Gee, I forgot the original Cards for Kids spokesperson, Todd Heap. Wow, Todd Heap. You want a Todd Heap? He does qualify. Todd Heap does qualify for the list. How come you guys didn't put Todd Heap? That's a coop no. move to put Todd Heap on there. No? All right. Technically, and we're being technically. All right, so Ben Mather's show on Fox. We thank you all for participating, and uh, very nice. Very, very nice there. Now that, that's a big ball. We'll get to that. We'll do it. Known as the most unique show on sports radio, the Ben Mather Show Facebook page is a must-visit destination on the social network. Like our page at Ben Mather Show on Facebook. And now here he is, Ben Mather. We will attempt to go all in momentarily. But first, big baller, a Pete Rose-related story. We don't have enough Pete Rose-related stories. Pete, not on our list. Uh, we believe Pete has not killed anyone, has not been responsible for the death of another person. But the uh, the Pete Rose record-breaking baseball was sold at auction over the weekend for four. Now, I realize there are a lot of people in this world that have, you know, a lot of money. They've done very well for themselves. And they have disposable income that I can only imagine of ever having. But to spend $403,000 for the baseball that Pete Rose hit off Eric Shaw, the late Eric Shaw, in 1985 at Riverfront Stadium that broke Ty Cobb's hits record. The the auction site uh, over, over the weekend said the ball sold Saturday for $403,657.20. I love that they put the 20 cents in there. Uh, I love that. Now, they did not say who bought the ball. You think Charlie Sheen bought this? You think, I know he sold that other stuff. You think he sold the Red Sox stuff to get the Pete Rose ball? And uh, it also included copies of a notarized letter signed by Pete Rose and a letter from the collector who actually had the ball in possession. So if you think the sports trading industry, the collectibles industry is suffering, it might be, but not in this department. Uh, It's doing pretty well. Let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do this. 
Yeah! It's Ben Maller, and he's going all in. I'll go all in. All in. I'm going to go all in. All in it is our tribute to sports wager. And uh, let's do it. Here we go. Why not? Start a new week. Not a terrible weekend in Vegas. Pathetic, disgusting, despicable. And I am going to fly high with the – I'm going to take the Marlins as a live dog at plus 125 against the Cardinals. Gascon, who you got? Well, a guy that you saw last year in Bakersfield, Andrew Moore, getting the start for the Seattle Mariners. They are minus 129. I'm on the Mariners. Really? Yeah. All right. Uh, what about you? Big Ben, I like that Miami-St. Louis game too, but the over-under is what I'm taking. Nine and a half. Seems like a big uh, number. I'm going to take the under. All right, Coop, you've got the traditional five seconds. I'm all in on the Angels, Ben, <laughs> over the Twins. When in doubt, he always does the same thing. Yeah. For many, many years, Hall of Famer Tommy Lasorda was legendary for talking about how great the Dodger fan is, the better fan, the Dodger fan. These great rants about how wonderful the Dodger fan is. Here we are in 2017, Kenley Jansen, it's the Dodger fan's fault. That we don't have a starter in the All-Star game. <laughs> Welcome in <laughs> the uh, beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com. Get yourself a free rate quote. Here we are at it again. Baseball's all-star game is next week in South Florida at the house of Weed Man Hippie. They'll be hanging out there in Miami playing some baseball. And this is the last year that it matters. The last year the all-star game will decide home field advantage in the World Series. And the Dodgers have the top record in the National League. Uh, L.A. lost to San Diego on Sunday, but... The Dodgers have been the hottest team in baseball over the past month. Uh, they have been out of their mind good. In fact, if you look at the Dodgers, the last 20 games, the Dodgers are 17-3 and three, their last 20 games. They're 22-8 and eight, their last 30. They have been the top team in baseball. Uh, Arizona has been the second-best team over the last month. But the Dodgers are number one, and it's not all that close. But yet, no player voted to start for the National League All-Star squad in that big game. Kenley Jansen did make the All-Star team, as did Clayton Kershaw, Corey Seager, and Cody Bellinger as backups. They were all reserves. And that was not enough to pacify the Dodger stopper, the relief pitcher who re-signed in the offseason, could have played for the Washington Nationals and made more money, decided to come back and pitch for the Dodgers, making very good money. And he let off some steam. Now, who was Kenley Jansen upset with? I just mentioned it. He was upset with the Dodger fan. And I wanted to talk about this. Now, Jansen did this, the thing you can't do. He pointed his finger at the faithful. Now, I learned years ago from a high-ranking sports executive. who He laid everything out to me. He said, in the sports world, there is one sacred cow that cannot be touched. You can rip the coaches, you can rip the owners, you can rip the executives, you can rip the people that work at the stadium. They're all fair game. 
They're all fair game. You can rip your teammates. The one thing you are not ever supposed to do is attack the fans. But that's what Kenley Jansen did. So I wanted to get into this and have a conversation with you about it. Jansen, the Dodger all-star reliever, pointing his finger at the L.A. faithful since Corey Seager and Justin Turner did not get voted to start. He said, quote, I'll say it loud and clear again, it's the Dodger fans' fault. It's a declaration made by Kenley Jansen. Now, Justin Turner was not named as a reserve. You can vote him in. He's one of the last players on that last man in for the National League All-Stars. Turner hitting three eighty-two, but did not make the squad. So Kenley Jansen thinks that it's his hometown fans, the Dodger fans, who are the scapegoat here. The question, are you with Kenley Jansen on this? Um, I am not. I, I am, I'm going to defend the honor of the Dodger fan. I'm going to do that here. Now, the Dodgers made a deal with the devil, and now they are going to have to own the deal with the devil. What do I mean by that? Well, to begin with, a few years ago, the Los Angeles Dodgers broke the piggy bank. They got an over $8 billion TV agreement with then Time Warner Cable. Over $8 billion. Now, that was groundbreaking. And there's a reason the Dodgers have the highest payroll in baseball and can get whoever they want. There is no budget. There is absolutely no budget. Spend as much as you want. And it sounded like an agreement that was too good to be true. And in this area, it was too good to be true. The Dodgers television broadcast get the kind of ratings that local public access, like Weed Man Hippie's Facebook Live, does about as well as Dodger broadcasts in the L.A. market. No one can watch the Dodgers. Uh, And I say no one. Most of the market's blacked out. The number two TV market cannot see the top team in the National League. And at some point, there is going to be a price to pay. You ask anyone who knows the way this works, and they will tell you, and you don't have to be an insider and a scholar to figure this out, if a team is no longer being broadcast, people don't have access to those particular games, at some point, out of sight, out of mind becomes a thing. Now, it has not hurt the attendance. It has not, and the Dodgers have, have the most supportive fan base in baseball. People still show up to the stadium, but they ain't watching the games on TV. And in their glory years, the big blue wrecking crew, when they were getting it done, the Dodgers, they, they, they've been in a playoff position year after year. This is the golden age, really, of Dodger baseball. They're a playoff team every year. They're going to win the World Series in the next couple of years, whether it's this year or next year. They're going to win a championship. And all of this is being seen by no one, uh, the most loyal and, and, and Dodger fans that go out of their way to support this team, cannot watch. Right? So players like Kenley Jansen, you know, they, they get that clown money. Part of that is because what is now Spectrum, formerly Time Warner, I think, just changed the name. You, if only Hitler had changed the name of uh, the Nazis, he could have still done business, right? No. Uh, anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, so the point of all this is that Kenley Jansen makes a rant and he's upset. And I, I'm not going to kill Jansen because he was being honest. 
However, it is both honest, which is true, and it's one-sided of Kenley Jansen to blame the Dodger fan. Because clearly, that's how he felt, right? So that part is he's being honest. I mean, that was an honest reaction. It was an emotional reaction. But the fact that he fails to point out the TV blackout of Dodger baseball, that is known as what we call stacking the deck. What is stacking the deck? It is a one-sided argument. You're not giving the whole picture. You're giving one side of the argument. You're blaming the fans when in reality is they can't see the games. They're watching other crap on TV. You have more access to Cincinnati Reds games in L.A. uh, than you do the Dodger games. And even if you buy that MLB package, you don't get the Dodger games. Those are all blacked out. Anyway, last observation. It is much more meaningful. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Much more meaningful for the Dodgers to win games in October. The All-Star game is fun, and it does matter. It has meaning for the final time. But nevertheless, win the, the World Series. Stop with this almost 30-year drought of winning a championship. The All-Star rosters are filled with players from the good teams. The Dodgers don't happen to have a starter, but they've got four guys and possibly five, maybe even more than that, that will end up in the All-Star game. And in the National League, the, the top teams, the Dodgers, Nationals, Diamondbacks, and Rockies, have 54%, almost 55% of the NL roster. And in the American League, you've got the Astros, Indians, and Yankees who make up 48% of the rosters that were announced in baseball. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to be part, you know the number. It's a holiday week, so we got a lot of crazy. we got a lot of crazy going on, and we have a lot of crazy going on because Gascon, David Gascon, is here. You see Bryce Harper says he will not take part in the home run derby. A little disappointed in that. He's done it before. So you can't kill him for not doing it. I'd love to see him go at it with Stanton, Cody Bellinger. I saw Aaron Judge also is undecided on whether or not he's <laughs> – what is there to decide? I, I have I, no idea. That's not going to mess with that dude's swing. You know, yeah, and Cody Bellinger is going to have his dad throw to him. That That's the that's little like, father-son bonding yeah, at the like, All-Star game. Robinson Cano did that a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, didn't Bryce Harper also do that? That's I right, his yeah. his dad did that. Uh, it didn't go so well. Whatever. So, I'm not going to watch it. You didn't watch? I'll watch the home run derby. I won't watch the All Star game. What do you have? The home run derby is not on Fox. The All Star game is. What do you have against the? What do you have against the All Star game? I'll probably be here working with you. I don't know. Well, would you just, be watching? It, no, it's is like that the, a ho- is that a holiday? Is Eddie taking the All Star game off? I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, bad planning by some of the hosts here at Fox Sports Radio. I saw the list of who's off. There's a lot of big name hosts that aren't working. Such as this. Well, you'll find out okay. throughout the week, but. Next week is the week you're supposed to take off in sports radio. Yeah. Next week's the week where everyone Your producer's taking it off. Is he? Is that right? Yeah, he'll be in Sin City. He'll be having a great time. I'll be right by his side. Really? Yeah. Is that right, Cooper? I will be in Sin City, but I won't be taking any days off. Well, no days (laughs) off. I'm thinking about moving to Vegas and just doing the show from our Vegas studio. They have wonderful studios, I heard. (laughs) Yes, they are. State of the art. Top top notch all the way through and through. Is it, it, are the studios at least clean? Because I know you've got issues in the past with the studio not being up to satisfaction here at Uh, at FSR. Well, it's a pigsty on the weekends. No one cleans it. Uh, no one comes in. God forbid. 
I guess there's no dirt on the weekend, so they don't need to clean it. Uh, but the, no, the Vegas studio was fine. It was it was all right, and they're very nice there. And uh, I've told these guys every radio station I've worked at, there you know, there's just a type of person that works at a radio station, like the engineer type. Yeah, it's just, I've been in radio stations in New York, Boston, L.A., Chicago, Vegas, you name it, and everywhere I've worked, the engineer at a radio station is the same. They, it's an amazing thing. Now, I don't know whether you start out that way as a child or you grow into the job just beats you down as a radio engineer <laughs> and you end up that way. I haven't figured it out. It's kind of like some of our update anchors here. It's fascinating, though, because you'd oh. think, you, well, that's the, the update job. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm not going to name any names, Ralph. Relax. Uh, but, but here's the thing. Like, it, you'd think... In certain places, it wouldn't be like this. Right? Yeah. You'd, you'd see, you know, certain cities, you're like, okay. But everywhere I've been, it's the same exact person. It doesn't matter whether you're a small market or New York City, the biggest market, or L.A., or you know, one of these major markets. They're all the same. How does that happen? Someone explain to me. Danny G, explain no. to me how this happens. Now, does that engineer type have long hair? Yes, uh, usually on the thin side and... Uh, Looks overworked. Glasses? Overworked, flustered, <laughs> introvert. Walking around with their own coffee container. Y- yes, and just just the pressure of the world on top of them. And Shirt just be- half tucked in. Beaten down. Beaten down by life. <laughs> it's just it's fascinating. Uh, it, it just is uh, just wonderful is what it is. All right. Uh, ben Maller show on Fox. Now, Koopa Loop told me about this credit card in Vegas. Where I, I, I kept going in and out of the parking lot just to get the free parking. I kept going in and out. Because like, they charge you like $15 a day at the top hotels. 25 now at the MGM, I think. Well, I have a credit card. so I, And there's another one I'm going to get so I can park free at the other hotel. Wait, how did you get a credit card for that? Well, Coop found out that there's a credit card you can get. The If you go to Vegas a lot, the M Life card, is that what it's called, Coop? That is correct, the M Life credit card. Give them a pop. I am a, a very proud member. Yeah, gives you free park. Now, Ben, I, I'm, I like uh, Gascon mentioned, I'm going to, to Vegas next weekend. We, we. Oh, yes, we. Ben, are, can we I borrow that Vegas. card? No. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, because there's a UFC event uh, in town, my, my deals at the, uh, the, you know, the MGM properties aren't as good as they normally are oh. so i will Uh-oh. be staying at a at a different uh, <laughs> at a, hotel circus, circus. not m life <laughs> yes but <laughs> golden nugget because no the, the palms the palms oh that's not bad yeah no i'm you know it's, it's a good it's a good place but Off the because strip. because i've got the credit card I think I might just park at an MGM property yeah. and then walk down to the palms. Oh, that's un- no way you walk that far. <laughs> See, no I, way. I, I lost. It's a good quarter of a mile. Yeah. No. yeah. I, I lost so much money gambling that I thought, well, I'm getting some of my money back going in and out of the park. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, I'm sticking it to the man. Wow. I'm like, yeah, sure, it's only a five bucks or ten bucks here. But I'm getting some of it back. They're not getting my money for the parking. You should just stand outside the parking structure. <laughs> And, and to be like, hey, five five bucks, you can use this card. <laughs> I want you want in, but they read your license plate. They, That's they, right. Yeah, they take read. a picture oh, good, of it. Right? Yeah, good yeah. point. Yeah, it's a little bit. Of a I problem. thought for sure, Ben, you'd be doing the free tram that they opened not too long ago. It's well, the loop. I, I have done the. Tram. That's not free. Yeah, what, what, you know it's free? not. Yeah, there's a, a city tram in Vegas. I saw it. Uh, I'm about, like it stops at the Mirage yeah. and all those. Yeah, it's free. It's it's free they charge. call it the loop. 
Yeah. I've know. been there and paid for it for like 12 bucks for like a, the it's day. Like, what are you well, talking someone about? Someone got you good. <laughs> Drink too. <laughs> like, look at this big baller. <laughs> it's right, $6 a person. <laughs> it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to be part, we'd love to hear from you. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. couple of big developments overnight in the NBA, and uh, some of them involving – the Lakers and a couple of players the Lakers are going after. And Carmelo Anthony, there's a new development on the saga of Melo and a plot twist around Carmelo. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the charm circle. It's easy to do. You can follow Benny's on Twitter, at Ben Maller. And you can also follow our crew. Our technical director, Danny G, he is at Danny G Radio. Never go in against a Sicilian. And our executive producer, Justin Cooper, he is at UH Bronco Fan. Ah! And now here he is, Ben Maller. So it's a story that's developed in the overnight hours here. Carmelo Anthony, if you believe the latest Woj bomb, I don't know where Woj is working now, but he says that Carmelo Anthony is open to waiving his no-trade clause to join the Rockets or the Cavaliers. Now, this is bizarre considering the fact that Mike D'Antoni admitted finally last year that the reason he quit as coach of the Knicks is because how much he despised Carmelo Anthony and that Carmelo Anthony was the the reason that D'Antoni had to leave the Knicks job, a job that he liked a lot. He wasn't good at it. But he had to leave that job. And now we are supposed to believe that everything is good between Carmelo Anthony and D'Antoni and that Carmelo would be very happy to play in Houston with Chris Paul and James Harden. I got to tell you something. If I am the Warriors, if I am the Spurs or the Clippers or the Timberwolves, I say a prayer right now. I say, please, God, deliver Carmelo Anthony and his lackadaisical attitude. Put him in a Rockets uniform. Mello is past his prime, and he doesn't play hard. That is a lethal combination. Now, is he going to play harder for a better team? Likely so. I think the chances are that Carmelo will actually put out a decent effort, but he's still, at his core, a dog. And you can play well for a while, and you can do it with smoke and mirrors, but eventually it is not going to work out. The real Carmelo will, will show up in Houston or wherever else he ends up. But the, the the rumor is he's open to playing for the Rockets or the Cavaliers. Meanwhile, the Lakers, now, <laughs> this is great. We, we mocked several months ago Magic Johnson's Twitter feed. One of the reasons we mocked his Twitter feed was because he had these outrageous opinions about random NBA players. One of them was Rajon Rondo. And Magic had tweeted when, when Rondo ended up with the Mavericks that the Mavericks were now a legitimate player in the Western Conference after they acquired Rondo. And right after that, Rondo got into a fight with Rick Carlisle and was kicked off the team, (laughs) and the Mavericks did nothing. Well, now the Lakers apparently have interest in Rondo, Rajon Rondo, who was let go by the Chicago Bulls last week because they didn't like him, and he didn't like them. And so Magic is all apparently all in on Rondo, and they could end up agreeing to a contract. That and Dion Waiters. Dion Waiters, who was a stiff up until last year when he went 
played pretty well for Miami. He's also possibly going to the Lakers. I guess the Lakers feel they have to have a space cadet because they got rid of Nick Young. So they have to have one roster spot left for a space cadet. Shut up, Bill Miller! Speaking of Nick Young, is he going to fill the JaVale McGee role with the Warriors? They got to have one crazy guy on the team. I saw that Nick Young could be headed to join the Golden State Warriors. If Nick Young is one of your top five players, if he's a starter, you have no chance of winning. Uh, If Nick Young is like the 12th or 13th or 14th guy, he'd be like the court jester uh, of the the Warriors. He'd be the court jester. He'd be the one telling the jokes and all that. He'd be the the comedian. All right, Uh, Ben Mather's show on Fox. Let's say hello now to Dick in Dayton, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Dick in Dayton. Good morning, Ben. Happy 4th, guys. Happy 3rd of July to you, Dick in Dayton. Happy 3rd. How you guys been? I've been so darn busy at that lumber yard, you I, know? Where, I know. We have not heard from you in a while. We were concerned when we don't hear from Dick and Dayton, we think we've moved down the pecking order and we are no longer near the top. We, we miss you, Dick. I miss you guys, too. Yeah. Happy Ford. Happy Ford. Now, what are you doing to celebrate? Any sparklers or M80s? or What, what, are you, what will you be well, doing? Well, I'm off tomorrow. I'm thinking we're going to... Uh, Go down to Jungle Gyms down in Cincinnati. You know, it's a, yeah. it's sort of like a grocery store. It's real fancy. You know, <laughs> sounds real fancy. Jungle Gyms. Now, uh, there was a report that this Pete Rose baseball, when he yeah. when he broke Ty Cobb's record, sold for over four hundred thousand dollars. We do not know the name of the person that bought that. The rumor here in the building is that it might have been you. Is there? Can you confirm or deny, Dick and Dayton, were you the one that bought the Pete Rose baseball at auction for $400,000? No. You were not? Okay. No, I wasn't. Coop, no. can you put that on the Twitter feed? Can you put that out on the Fox Twitter feed? Dick yeah, tweeting it right it now. put it on the Fox. Uh... Yeah, Dick and Dayton has confirmed he is not the one that bought the Pete Rose baseball. However, this could be a fit. Maybe you don't want us to know about this Dick and Dayton. You actually did buy the baseball. Maybe you secretly bought the baseball with all your riches. It's possible, you know. Yeah. 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 All right. right. Well, uh, I'm pretty happy with the... Oh, there's the Kettering Banjo Society. Yeah. Any gigs coming up? Any holiday gigs? No. We're off today, and then we practice next week, and then we've got, uh, I think, a concert in August. Now, how... How long does the practice go for the Kettering Banjo Society? What are we looking at? How long? Hour and 30 minutes. 90 minutes of practicing, and everyone has to be there. What if What if somebody doesn't show up? I wanted to tell you who came to my practice last week. Uh, hold Some on. of my friends in the class of 1966 that remembered me yeah. uh, playing the mandolin and, uh, you know, the sure. uh, the great, the great, uh, yeah. The bands we had, we had a good time, Who? and I enjoyed myself. Well, good, I'm glad you had a good time, and, and enjoy the fourth, and don't blow your hand off like that Giants player, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, okay? Yeah, yeah. hey, go right. go Tribe! There you go, go Tribe and take Dick and Dayton with you. All right, bye-bye! Bye-bye! Right, there you go, bye, Dick. the great Dick and Dayton. Everyone gets excited when he calls. I don't know why that is. It's uh, fascinating. The Ben Mather Show on Fox. Now, if you would like to win a golden ticket, a very valuable currency, 
on our radio show. Call right now. Dial that number up right now. We need a contestant. We're going to play in a moment the Insta Advice Line. Or not the Insta Advice. Then we're going to play. That was last hour. We're not going to play that again. The Odd Man Out. We're going to play the Odd Man Out. If you would like to play, then uh, give us a call. We'll play the Odd Man Out. We'll give away a uh, golden ticket. And also, at some point here, we're going to call this one Hidden Messages. Hidden Messages. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. And now here he is, Ben Maller. So the Cincinnati Reds' Joey Votto made a bet. I, we've talked about this. He, he owes a teammate, Zach Cozart, a donkey. They made a bet in spring training, and uh, Zach Cozart shouldn't – he has no business starting the All-Star game. He's not the best shortstop in the National League, but – he got voted in. It's a popularity contest, and he got more votes than Corey Seager, who should be starting the All-Star game. But uh, as a result, Joey Votto made this bet, and Zach Kozart says he expects to get a donkey in return. Now, I don't get what the excitement about this is because it, it, Joey Votto's got a contract, a 10-year contract. He is under contract till 2024. Got a $225 million contract. If you wanted to buy a donkey, a wonderful, beautiful donkey with a beautiful donkey ass, what's it going to cost you? Gascon, how much does a donkey cost? What are we looking at? A couple thousand bucks? I'd say about 1700 So a man worth $225 million has to spend $1,700 on a donkey, and people are making a big deal about it. It's ridiculous. I mean, it, it, he's the highest-paid player on the Reds. He's somehow he's only the twenty-first highest-paid player in baseball. There's twenty-one other uh, or twenty other players that make more than uh, than Joey Votto. But my ass, he, he can he can afford. It. He's okay. He financially, I I believe he will be okay. This jackass is not going to break the bank for one Joey Votto. My ass. Thank you. So the Ben Maller Show on Fox, and uh, it's time for, yep, you know it. Hey, Maller Militia. You think you can spot a mistake? Teams that have won an NBA championship. Lakers, Pistons, Heat, Clippers. Wait a minute! That's not right! What's wrong with your Clippers? See if you can spot the one that doesn't belong during Odd Man Out on the Ben Maller Show. And it is the Odd Man Out as we... Yap the night away with game show fun on the radio. And who's going to play the odd man out? Let's see here. Who's going to do it? Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Let's say hello to Chris in Connecticut. Hello, Chris. Hello, Bill Miller. Hello, Chris. It's great to have you on the show, Chris. Uh, It's all mine, Bill. Were you on – now, were you the one that did the website back in the day? Was that you that made that faux pas? Oh, the hell, Bill Miller. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, sir, I am not, not tech savvy. You're not a former IT guy at Fox Sports Radio? Negative. Do you have any regrets, anything you would like to talk about here? None in life. Okay. All right, really? All right. Tell the guy driving around Beaver Dam wondering, why the hell am I up at this time of the morning, what you do for a living, Chris, in Connecticut? 
Uh, I drive a truck for a construction supply company, and I am darn good at it. No days off. No. Actually, what? Lots of lots of days off, still, sir. Oh, really? Oh, all right. Yeah. You're like the Eddie Garcia of that business, is that right? Yeah, a lot of days off. Uh, no, but you know they, they treat me very well. They treat me like gold. They do, really. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They give you like a bonus every year. You get more money. Oh my goodness gracious! I'm so blessed to uh, to be doing this and not waiting in, in the breadline. You have no idea. I hear you. Okay, well that's, that's a good attitude to have. All right, let's play the odd man out now, Chris. If you win this, you get a golden ticket. I'm going to ask you a series of multiple choice questions. And we'll see how you do here on these multiple choice questions. They call the odd man out. You got to figure out the one that does not belong, thus making it the odd man out. And you listening can play as well. Call that the car or home version of the game. And here we go, Chris. We start with question one. These athletes have all allegedly murdered someone. Some of them have been convicted, others have not. All right, here we go. A, O.J. Simpson. B, Oscar Pistorius. C, Bill Romanowski. And D, Aaron Hernandez. Well, although he damn near did kill somebody with a punch in the face, I think it was uh, head coach Cable, uh, Romanowski has never been convicted or uh, accused of killing somebody. Okay, so Chris is going to go with Bill Romanowski. Is that right? Yeah. He has killed it in some interviews, Bill Romanowski, but he has not killed it, actually, a human being. Uh, that is correct. You are 1-0. and oh. You're on your way. Question number two on the odd man out for Chris, driving around Connecticut. These guys averaged more than 10 assists per game last season. So, again, we're looking for the one that did not. A, James Harden. B, Russell Westbrook. C, John Wall, and D, Chris Paul. Okay, basketball is not my strong suit. Oh, you're like Eddie. Uh, you're like Eddie. Yeah. Uh, you, can you, can you, I have you, the options real quick again? Yeah, well, it's going to be tough to Google it that fast. Now you no, all, no, no, no. I'm not, gonna, I'm not cheating. I just, yeah. I, honestly, the okay. names. Uh, uh, yeah. All right, all right. Uh, the, here we are again. You have a lifeline on this if you want as well. These guys averaged more than 10 assists per game. All right, last... let's not play around. Let's go lifeline. Okay. Who do you want to use? You got Gascon, who's in here for Eddie. You got uh, the the one and only uh, right over there, Danny G and Koopa Loop. Uh, let's go Koopa Loop. All right, the Koopa Loop. Here we go. What is this Balderdash? Just go with it. All right, it's a holiday. Who cares? Coop's, all right, all right Coop's, Chris. Coop's, Coop's annoyed that he, he is. I do not want to be a lifeline. Oh, I, no, no, no. That's fine, Chris. How how often do you listen to the show? Almost every morning for at least probably about a half hour. About half All right, hour. so you know you know that uh, that Ben loves the Clippers, and I, I like the Lakers, right? Yeah. yeah uh, all yeah, right, yeah. so one of what these guys did not average 10 assists. Yeah. Is it James Harden, Russell Westbrook, John Wall, or yeah. former Los Angeles Clipper Chris Paul? Chris, what Coop, what Coop is trying to say is he's very biased when he writes these questions. He's explaining to you. That, that when he writes the question, he uh, intentionally writes the answers to make certain teams look bad that he does not like in this parallel universe. Sure. Yeah. So, so that... who's the Clipper? Okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, none of them are Clippers uh, now. They're all. There's a, there a former Clipper, Chris Paul, on there. Yeah. You want to go? Okay, with... let's go CP3. Boy, that was a lot of work to get there and decode this. Is that right? Yeah, he got it right. 
All right, Chris. Good job. You got that right. Chris Paul is correct. You're one right answer away. You're done with your lifelines. Question number three. And again with the basketball. Again with the damn basketball. Oh, boy. These athletes were traded this offseason. These athletes were traded. All right. We're looking for the one that does not belong, meaning they were not actually traded. A, Jimmy Butler. B, Paul Millsap. C, Paul George. Or D, Chris Paul. Uh, Let's go with Paul George. Paul George. Okay. Is that right? Paul George. You weren't kidding, Chris. You don't know basketball. No, he was not traded. A lick. Yeah, I know. That's all right. Well, what do you, you like? Baseball, football? Baseball is my gig. That's what I do. Year yeah. round, love it. What's your team? Uh, New York Yankees. The Yankees. All right. There you go. Of course. All right. I got you. Uh, qu- I grew up in the 90s. What do you want? That's all right. Listen, you don't have to. It doesn't, any year, any era you grew up, the Yankees have been great, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, you could have grown up in the 60s. Or whatever. No, they were, they were pretty awful in the 80s there, Bill Miller. No, they were exciting, though, to talk about. The craziness of Steinbrenner and Winfield and all that. All right, question number four. And we got Chris in Connecticut. He's driving around, and he needs one more right answer to win our game, to win a golden ticket on the odd man out. And this is a baseball question. This next one is a baseball question. This, oh, this, this should be right in your wheelhouse. These guys have already struck out 100 times or more this year. Oh, boy. We're looking for the one that has not. A, Giancarlo Stanton. B, Miguel Sano. C, Chris Davis. That's the A's Chris Davis. And D, Joey Gallo. Of the Rangers. All right, Chris, what's the answer? You got a one in four chance of getting it right. You get this right, you win the game. We move on. We do something else. We're good. You're good. We all have a good day. Hmm. Let's see. West, give me West Coast and NL guys. All right. Well, I'm no. From New England. Uh, hold on a second. Now you got a Miami guy, you got a Minnesota guy, you got an Oakland guy, and you got a Texas guy. So you got every every region covered. All right, I'm going to go with, and this is a guess here. I know I said I'm going to look like a fool if I'm wrong because yeah. I said baseball's my thing. All right, we need an answer. So uh, thanks for that, Bill. It's going to be a guess. You're welcome, Jim. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Miguel Seno. Don't you know? Is it Miguel Seno for the win and all the glory? Oh. All, right, all right, it's not over. It comes down to the final question. It will be over if you screw this up, though. Okay. Yeah, don't screw it up, okay? I'll try. Don't mess up. It's the hardest I question. I mean, I'm really good at screwing things up. I'm going to tell you, you're, you're, you're pretty much, it's over for you. You got no chance. You might, oh, basketball, you, huh? Yeah, it's basketball and. All right, let's do it. And it's like not even like major, ba- it's like minor league basketball. So hey, what I a 25% want, but, chance at worst. That is correct. That's a good Let's attitude. Ride. That is a good attitude. Okay. Uh, here we go. These NBA teams have an active G League affiliate, which used to be the D League, but they get a corporate sponsor, so they call it the G League, which is the minor league system. Again, these NBA teams have an active G League affiliate. A, Los Angeles Lakers. B, Washington Wizards. C, New York Knicks. Or D, Boston Celtics, we're looking for the one that does not belong on that list, meaning they don't have an active minor league affiliate for that NBA team. It's for the win here, Chris. 
You don't know what you're talking about, but take a guess. Good luck. What you got? Uh, I don't know basketball at all, but going by uh, you know larger market teams probably have the developmental stuff. I'm going to say the smallest of them and go Wizards. All right, the Washington Wizards. Is he right for the win? That's the way! Yeah, buddy. He got it right! Chris, good job by you. Congratulations. You get yourself your own. Because I've got a golden ticket. I've got a golden ticket. No regrets. He got it right. He broke the code. He broke the code. He got it right. Good job by you, Chris. Now, you can use that yourself or you can give it to someone else if you want. Good job by you. Uh, thank you, Chris. Have a good 4th of July. As Chris in Connecticut is the big Bafo Sacco winner. We'll get to Cowboys Corner and others. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Follow our exclusive Reddit page. Find our subreddit at Ben Maller Show and be a part of our revamping post stories and also message other P1 listeners out there. Now back to Ben Maller. At one point, Ben McLemore was thought of as a promising NBA player. He's still making a ton of money. Not promising, but he's going to play in Memphis. He's going to get $10 million over the next uh, two years, almost 11, almost 11, 10.7 million to play professional basketball with the Memphis Grizzlies. Good for him. He won the lottery. And Paul Millsap last night won the lottery in Denver. He's past his prime now. And he got a three-year, $90 million contract. The guy that he replaces, seemingly in the, in the Nuggets lineup, Danilo Gallinari, met with the Clippers. And uh, some people say he could sign with the Clippers by the end of the day today. We'll see if that's true or not. We'll find out. You better do it quick. Everyone wants to be part of the Clippers. Everyone's trying to be part of the Clippers. Let's say hi to Len, who's in Washington on Fox Sports Radio, and we'll get to Cowboys Corner. Hello, Len. Hey, what's up, Bill? Barbecuing Len. Yeah. 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 Got off work late, just getting it warmed up, and deciding what I want to throw on here. Am I going to put on some baby back ribs? Am I going to put on some bacon and uh, a burger? I don't know. Well, all of it sounds healthy. Uh, it all sounds perfect to eat at this time of the night. And you're you're living the dream, Len, is what you're doing. Well, if I go with the bacon and stuff like that, I'm I'm having some lettuce and tomato with it. So actually, well, that balances that is... out. Yeah, sure. Every doctor will tell you eat as many deep fried foods as you want. Just make sure there's some bacon and lettuce on the side. You're good to go. Well, yeah, that sounds yeah. good. Yeah. All right, uh, Cowboy John Brad. I like that guy, Len. Cowboy John Brad Windsor, Ontario. What you got, Cowboy? Okay, five fifty two a.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Monday, July third. 2000, this guy's uh, a terrorist? Uh, 27 clubbers, uh, Brian Jones of the Rolling Stones and uh, the Doors, Jim Morrison, died on July, 6th, uh, July 3rd, 1969. Let me start by telling you July this. 3rd, I have never used steroids. Dr. Stephen oh, Hawking, yeah. 75 today. Oh, Frank Tanana, 64. And Moises Alouz, 51. Was he was born on the day his, his uh, father... Uh, 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 Felipe hey, Luz, teammate, pitcher uh, Tony Conjure, two grand slam uh, in one game against the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, thank you, Cowboy. Uh, by the way, uh, no outkick the coverage. No show today. No show. I... The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. 
Zen Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 